Have you lost weight only to gain it right back after returning to your routine? Did your diet work for someone else but not you? Rockin' That ID Life helps you understand your genetic makeup to find a lifestyle that fits your needs. Together, you and RockinThatIDLife.com can focus on your health and meet your goals today. That's RockinThatIDLife.com. Center Ice Brewery is a proud sponsor of Let's Go Blues Radio. Visit centericebury.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or make a reservation in their awesome tap room. That's Centerize Brewery located in Midtown St. Louis. Let's go blues. Note to self, making love to blow up doll not as good as advertised. You can't trade Alex Steen. And Regina, or Regina, if she were a town in Canada, uh, she responds with, why not Bennington? Real men do drink pumpkin beer. Get ready to hear some noise tonight! Hi there, everyone. I'm Haley Wickenheiser, and this is Let's Go Blues Radio. This is Eddie Garcia from the Fox Sports Radio Network and co-host of the Puck Podcast, and you're listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Hi guys, this is Erica Weston with Fox Sports Midwest, and you're listening to my favorite St. Louis Blues hockey podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Hi everybody, this is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. Welcome to Season 10, Episode 1 of Let's Go Blues Radio, where the often imitated, never duplicated, fully vaccinated, sometimes disinterested, over-opinionated, mono-unsaturated, the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Please check out our sponsors, rockinthatidealife.com and centerizedbrewery.com. They help make this show a lot easier to produce, um, and more importantly, they have some great products and services to offer. Uh, we're broadcasting live on Wednesday, September 15th, 2021. This is franchise episode number 319 all time. To interact with the show on social media, we're live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just do a search for us. Uh, if you can listen to a podcast, you can certainly search the internet. Check out our Discord server at letsgoblues.com uh, uh, slash Discord, where you can voice or text chat with us or other Blues fans before, during, or after games. Uh, we'll do a live streaming right now on YouTube and Facebook. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the show. Smash the bell uh, so you get notifications when we do go live. And, of course, the website is letsgoblues.com. Your hosts tonight are yours truly, Kurt Price, Bill Day, and Jeff Ponder. And for your listening pleasure, for the next little while, we'll be talking St. Louis Blues hockey. Welcome to Season 10, boys. Back in September of 2011, did you think we'd be doing this for 10 years, Jeff? Well, for, I was going to answer that question for Bill and say he didn't even think he'd be doing a podcast, <laughs> I would assume. Right. Um, right. <laughs> you started, what, 2014, Bill? Is that right? Yeah, 2014, 2015. I was trying to figure that out earlier tonight and couldn't I, couldn't I it. posted it in that, in that 300th episode video. I, I posted the page when we started. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this is something I said on Twitter earlier today, Kirk. Uh, this is... Uh, Listen, we're a podcast. We don't, you know, it's not like we get bad ratings and we're off the air. You know, it's like we, we go until we just want to stop doing it. But I'll say that, like, if we wouldn't have gotten the traction we've gotten with the awesome listener base we've had, the interactions we've had, the, the, uh, I'll just say the, the high pedestal 
that uh, many people in the know have put us on. I, I'm serious. I, I hate to sound so uh, pompous, but, you know, uh, Luke Horak last week told me how great of a time he had. And you know what? If we what? sucked, what? if I was told all the time, you guys are terrible, I'm not listening to you anymore, sure, we get that every now and then. But, like, we don't hear that. We, we see the numbers. People listen. And we, our listener base is awesome. We have a great time talking to people that, that listen to the show regularly. Some really good people, and it's just been uh, it's been an awesome ride. Ten years, man. Uh, how about you? Do you, you think that we could be going this no. long? No, I, I, you know, at the time I just wanted to um, talk hockey, and uh, podcast seemed like a cool outlet to do that. Um, and whoever wanted to listen could listen, uh, and. People listen, so it's it's kind of cool. Uh, it's I mean it's it's fun for us and it's fun for hopefully the listeners. So it's uh, it's a win win. I'm, uh, I'm very very uh, looking back. It's really, it's kind of surreal. Ten years. It's like man, it's a long time, and we've been doing it uh, every week during the season, and then and on the past handful of seasons, uh, the off season too. So um, it's been fun. It's been a blast. I mean, like I said, we wouldn't do it if we didn't have fun. So it's, it's a lot of fun. I know, Bill. What eight? A seven eight right for you, Bill. Seven eight seasons, eight seasons. April tenth, yeah. two thousand thirteen is what our producer Austin Lynch tells us was Bill's first episode. <laughs> <laughs> he, he really could be the producer in the other room. Right, our our producer who also reminds us that he was seven years old when our show started. Yeah, how about that? Second grade or ish. Seven. Did you even know what a podcast was when you were seven, Austin? I know I didn't because they didn't exist. Ten years ago, they did because we did one. No, I'm saying when I was seven. Oh, I thought you meant awesome. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm gonna start calling you literal Kurt. I, <laughs> I I need to listen. I actually, it, it's been ten years. I think I start listening to you once in a while, and I just no, don't. You never have, not I once. Don't. Not, not I, once. I, I miss all kinds of stuff. We could. You, we could. And you redo never the... paid for the weed. Not once. <laughs> not once. Not one time. That's a that's a great quote from anyone uh, who gets that. Thirty-one teeth in YouTube chat said, uh, "Is the video working for anyone else, or are they still not live?" But we're not we were not live at that point. <laughs> well, we, let's just say uh, Kurt has taken back over points, so shows will start a little later now. Yeah, yeah. I uh, <laughs> I uh, I had lots of stuff to do, and I was like, oh, "It's gonna start late." I'm just sorry, it's gonna start late. But we always start late. Honestly, anyway. Kurt has what you got two kids in the house. You're a well, coach. Don't mm-hmm. don't say your kids aren't there tonight because that just makes you look silly. Two kids and a coach. I'm a coach and uh, trying to help you, know, you out. I have a like, day no, job, but evenings, I work during the day. So I was going to say your evenings are more jam packed than Bill's and I's. So when you run point, it, it tends to happen just because life gets in the way, as we always say. I'm sorry. I, it's always interesting when you see a, a, a comment in the, in the YouTube chat. This guy's like, huh? And then the show just stops because like I don't understand. What does that mean? Should I say it on the air? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'll say no. <laughs> uh, uh, announcements. We got uh, some Ponder Cup stuff to talk about, Jeff, right? Yes. Yeah. So um, big thing for the Ponder Cup again, November 20th at Queenie Park uh, Roller Hockey Tournament. Sign-ups are going as we speak. I know Austin Lynch asked me about uh, signing up. And, yeah, go ahead and do that, Austin. Has he, You're, uh, has he signed up? Not yet. 
but he will. He's I think he will. He played last time, scored a big goal yeah. for his team in the uh was either in the final or the one of the playoff games. But um I'm yeah, signed up I'm signed up this year, so I'm gonna I wanna I get to I get to play yeah, either with there. or against Austin. So yeah. Looking yep. forward to that. There you go. We could have a let's go blues radio line, put three of us together. We could. Probably wouldn't be a very good line. But uh <laughs> mm. <laughs> um there you go. Austin says he just signed up, so there you go. I'll just know uh, not, I'll know yeah, not we, to pass to anyone. That's that'll be my puck hog game. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll be taking slap shots from my red goal line. Yep. I'll just stand in front but, of that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Ponder Cup, November twentieth. Uh, always a good time. We're supporting a friend of mine, um, uh, Scott Kincaid, a listener of the show. Actually, uh, recently diagnosed with leukemia this year. So all proceeds are going to him and to help uh, his fight with the medical bills. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we're happy to do it. Happy to put all that money towards him. That's what this is for to help people in need. Uh, so come on out and, uh, yeah, big announcement that I just made, um, on the official Facebook page of the Ponder Cup. Um, we, uh, well, first of all, we've got a couple jerseys. Uh, so Pavel Bushnevich, a home Jersey is on there now, uh, as well as a Pat LaFontaine Buffalo Sabres Jersey. And uh, recently announced Ryan O'Reilly Winter Classic jersey. That is the upcoming Winter Classic. So uh, very awesome jersey to get for this, as well as many other awesome raffle items. So if you're not playing, stop on out, participate in the raffle, and uh, help raise some money for a real good cause. Is uh, the jersey you're wearing right now, uh, which one is that? That's the, that's, that's that the is the six... – so this, this is the uh, alumni Okay. From from the last winter classic, so okay. you can see the striping is a little different. That's that's the, well, that's the striping on the shoulders that is on the original '67 jerseys. The ones now, they're cut short because of the way the seams are on the on the uh, yeah Adidas jerseys. So, yeah, the, the, this one's a little different, but I love the look on this one too. And now run out. This is what the alumni wore, right? And the stripes and, uh, at the bottom, was, uh, the stripes at the bottom are the big blue stripe with the. The yellow top and bottom, right? Oh, okay. It's got the yellow top uh, in the middle. Trying to show you. Or is it? Trying to show you here. The blue. In, is it? You're off the camera. Blue in the middle, right? Yeah, I, my, yeah, my yeah, camera's blue, real choppy. Blue in the middle. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yep. I uh, also want to add real quick before we move on from announcements. I also want to, uh, I know I've got some friends that listen to the show. Uh, the St. Louis Force, my ice hockey team, which I recently just took over captaincy. We won the Sutter Division in the H and A. So, uh, in spite of your captaincy, my teammates. In spite, <laughs> hey, you know what? The minute that because I took over captaincy in the middle of the session, and guess what? When that happened, we went undefeated. So, huh. take that, ex captain Alex Smith, <laughs> the, the quarterback. <laughs> yes, actually, yes. Hmm. It's the same exact shape hmm. as him. <laughs> not, not true. Tall and uh, yeah, tall. Short and stubby. <laughs> not, not Alex Smith was not short and stubby. Well, not not no. the football player. No. no. Uh, but, yeah, very cool. Uh, we actually, as a team, we've been around for about 10 years, and we've never won a championship before. So Congratulations. Pretty awesome. Yeah, thank you. That is, that is to be applauded. Way to go, Ponder and company. And let me, let me just – let me throw this by you guys real quick. I won't I won't go into too deep. It was one of the craziest games I've ever played in. So because for the summer session, H&A doesn't pay for the rink time that they should, um, the rule was 
that if you're tied after five minutes in overtime, the higher seed automatically wins. Ooh, that's rough. That was the rule. So we literally in overtime with about a minute left, we had already killed off a penalty in overtime too. It was a too many men penalty. And, oh, that's uh, bad coaching. This is bad coaching. Oh, <laughs> what a, two centers jumped. They were sitting right next to each other. I'm like, what are you two doing? But anyway, that's beside the point. So, you know, we with this stupid rule in place, we had to pull the goalie with a minute left. So we pull our goalie. We got six attackers in overtime. And uh, we end up scoring with two seconds left on the clock. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the other team was just devastated. And, they, and it was like one of those where it was just a fight in the crease. It was just a dog fight. Guys are poking sticks everywhere. And finally the puck goes in the net. And we're on the bench and we see the referee signaling goal. And we just start going nuts. The other team's yelling like, that wasn't a goal. He had it covered. It was just, they were just playing to tie. Because they if they tied, they'd win. Anybody who's played hockey, how many times has that happened? That wasn't the goal. I had it covered. That, I, had, I had it. I had it. Yeah, how many times? Every game. Oh, my God. <laughs> Almost every game that happened. I was just just yep. scramble in front. I had it. I had it. It was on my pad. No, I, no. Yeah, well, I, we, we learned of that rule. for the. It's only for the summer sessions they do that. We learned of that literally like we're going on the ice and the scorekeeper tells us that. And I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. So we literally have to win. Like we – we can't – it's not going to a shootout. It's not continuous overtime. We have to win in five minutes of overtime if we're tied. So any strategy you talked in the locker room pregame <laughs> is pretty much out the window. Yeah, completely. It's it's like, well, guys, just fucking go to the net. If you have the puck at the point, well, just whip it towards the net. Well, your, 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 your strategy was not going to be to play for the tie anyway, right? I mean, you can't <laughs> – you you well, no, you play to like, win the game, but the right? other team was. They were clearly sitting oh, back trying to play yeah. defense, and that's and that's you know what. And I was going to say that might have worked to your advantage. That oh, all we have to do is tie. We're not going to we're not going <laughs> to press in overtime. Yep. So and then you just kind of maybe came at them in waves, or they went into a shell or something. I don't know. We even got some chances shorthanded with that penalty, and I, I, and they did not pressure. Like we would take the puck at our zone and just kind of lay back with it and let time kill. And I'm like, they're not going to pressure. Hold on to it, and that just we kill the penalty, and then we score. And it's like, yeah, you guys probably should have kept pressing us. You would have had a good chance on the power play. Um, are we done with Osmonds? All we got? Yeah, that's it. Right. I'm done. I'm done well, talking for the rest of the show. Congratulations. <laughs> on 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 the championship Thank and on, oh, and I'm not talking the rest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, congratulations to you guys for not talking the rest of the show. Right. Hey, <laughs> I'll just uh, go ahead and log you off here. Uh, official beers of episode three nineteen, which is also episode one of season ten. I can't mention that mention that enough. Uh, you can follow each of us on the Untapped app. I'm a C Price twelve. Jeff is at J Ponder ninety four, and Bill is at Billy Blue Note thirty three. So, uh, Bill, what you got? I am going with a a beer to celebrate our tenth season, even though you know it's only my seventh or six and a half, something like that. But in honor of Let's Go Blues Radio celebrating 10 years in podcast land. I am going with Barrel Aged 1050 from Oscar Blues. 
Um, couldn't wait for uh, stout season to officially get here. Um, I kind of skipped over Oktoberfest. I had best beer last week or the week before, but yeah, not not a proper Bach and went straight into the the you know barrel aged Imperial Stout selection. So we have plenty well, of time to go back and 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 hit the Oktoberfest. Oh yeah. It's not even October yet. It's barely September. Well, it's halfway, I guess. So. Right. Awesome. Jeff, what you got? Well, tonight I am, uh, we've talked about these beers being out for a while, but I'm officially in uh, my Oktoberfest and pumpkin beer uh, phase. So uh, we are into the O'Fallon pumpkin beer as my number one. I actually, again, I told the story last week, Bill, that I went to get some Oktoberfest for tonight at the store. Fresh out again. That's the second week in a row that I've gone to get Oktoberfest, and my local store did not have it. Uh, so anyway, sticking with the pumpkin beer, O'Fallon makes the best in my opinion. So is there drink that tonight. is there only one store by you that sells beer? No, it's just <laughs> when I go to pick up groceries, I'm I don't feel like going out. You know, when I go at seven o'clock, I'm not going to go to three different stores before the show. So shut up, Kurt. I thought you liked beer. I don't know. Back off. Bill has been known to drive hours to get beer. Well, I don't know about that, but drive to St. Louis to get beer. <laughs> yeah, I've 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 driven a distance. You like go. you know, I've I, I still haven't broken my um, don't cross two rivers rule. Like that's why you know I I go to St. Charles once a year, and because I have this rule that I don't cross two rivers in a day. It's just no, that's just too far. <laughs> um, I won't drive to St. Charles for beer, but I will drive over to the city. And occasionally, well, back in the day before Friar Tuck opened in Edwardsville, I would drive to the one in Fenton. But and no, the Merrimack River doesn't count. Is it just not big enough? Is that why it doesn't count? Yes. Yes. Okay. Tell it to my wife. Oh. Next oh. joke. Um, my beer is a uh, lemonade shandy from three one two. You guys had the uh, lemonade shandy from three one two? I have. It's great. It's pretty good. Yeah. And it, it, like most beers, it's it's. I mean, it's good. It's good in can, but it's it's much better draft. Really good in draft. And I'm trying to. I bought this not so long ago. I'm like, yeah, I gotta get rid of the uh, the uh, summary beers. Thin the herd. On gotta the thin the beers. gotta thin the herd. I got. Uh, Half a dozen ish things here. So I, before I break out the stouts and the Oktoberfest and the pumpkins and whatnots. Yeah, I I heard somewhere that winter is coming. <laughs> that was a few years ago. <laughs> it's always coming. Today in blues history, courtesy of the at STL Blues History Twitter account, September fifteenth, nineteen eighty three, the Checker Dome officially went back to its original name of the St. Louis Arena. Um, so for those of you that remember, the Checkerdome era wasn't that long-lived. Uh, Ralston Prina stepped in, saved the Blues, uh, kept them in the city, and then uh, Pert Near sold them to Saskatoon. <laughs> I tried to. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 every, every time I think of uh, Purina, I always think, as a mixed bag. You know, they... they did their civic duty, as they said, to, to to invest in the team and save the team and keep them here. But then a few years later, it's like, yeah, we're done. And then they they pretty much tried to sell them off to another city. 
So it's it's odd, you know. A few years ago, it's Civic Duty. Keep the team here at all costs. We'll buy them, and then can't get rid of them soon enough. No one wants to buy them. We'll just sell them to whoever out of city. So, but the uh, uh, the arena was actually dedicated originally on September twenty fourth, nineteen twenty nine. This is in the the news release uh, that the Blues sent out when they renamed the Checkerdome back to the arena. Uh, September twenty fourth is my birthday, so they. Uh, the St. Louis Arena was they, officially. So it was originally called the Price Dome. The Price Dome, right? Because they right. were uh, they were fortune tellers, and they knew that you were coming. Hmm. Hmm. Isn't that nice? That is nice. Okay, next story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to dwell on that little little crash and burn there. Uh, September fifteenth, two thousand and five, Dallas Drake was named captain and uh, of the Blues, and Doug Waite and Barrett Jackman named assistant Wait captains. A you. You actually didn't say what it was dedicated to. It was dedicated. It was. It was. It was. It was. It was. It was dedicated to uh, on September twenty fourth, nineteen ninety nine. Home of the right. National Dairy Exposition. That's why it was originally built. I thought that's where you're going with that, and then I made a terrible joke. The arena was dedicated on September twenty fourth, nineteen twenty nine. The building was originally built to be the home of the National Dairy. Yeah, it was the Dairy Exposition first. While it was the, it was. It was still the arena, wasn't it? No, it was nineteen twenty nine. Was when it was. Was it built in 29 or was it dedicated in 29? It was already existing in 29. Or was that... That's when it was built. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. It was called the St. Louis Arena, and it was built for the National Dairy Expo- uh, Exposition. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what, what's, what's the... What's... <laughs> No, you just you just didn't finish the story. I there was more to it when you said there's it was a, dedicated. There's a there's a lot there's a lot in the press release, and I it was dedicated. Oh. On, it, it just talked about when it was dedicated. Season when it was is off to a terrible start. It 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 <laughs> talked about when it was named originally, which was September twenty fourth, nineteen twenty nine, St. Louis Arena. Okay, and it was built for the National Day. But I did not read the whole damn press release. We got no, I just thought that was that was an important line to mention. I, I'm surprised you skipped over that. The important line is on my birthday. That has nothing to do with the National Dairy. Oh, Business. that's that's the point you were making. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. I get it. Well, your joke crash and burn then too. Nobody. Ca- I, I wasn't telling a joke. And the, <laughs> the, the and I don't think our listeners care about the National Dairy Exposition. I I think that's interesting I, news. Does anybody know what that is? It's a cow. It's a cow sale. They, they sell cows. Auction off cows, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what they used to do in the old arena. I, think <laughs> I, I know. That's interesting to know. It's a good factoid. Yeah, before they played hockey there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, move on. Did you know that, Bill? You knew that, right? I did. Okay, I did. Uh, in 1967, Mr. Sidney Solomon purchased the building along with the in- introduction of the St. Louis Blues Hockey Club. Uh, the building and the blues were purchased by Ralston Prina in October first, nineteen seventy-seven. The installation of acoustical system, uh, the installation of acoustical system in the ce- that's weird. It's a weird phrasing. It's not. That's not right. The installation of acoustical system in the ceiling, as well as the air conditioning units, has made it possible to up the events in the building from one hundred and fifty to over two hundred and forty events a year. That's most of the. You only release. read. You only read the rest of that just to just in spite of me, didn't you? I mean, you you acted like I should read the whole thing, so I I guess I will. <laughs> All right, I'm leading the show. Call Jeff Queerin. Oh, I didn't. Uh, uh, I also didn't mention. Uh, let's see. St. Louis Blues oh, management would greatly the appreciate story, the cooperation of all the media in referring to the building at 5700 Oakland Avenue as the arena. Oh, the is not in quotes. 
You notice that? It says refer to the they, they appreciate they appreciate if the media would refer to the building at, uh, as the arena, not the arena. But everybody called it the arena, right? There, were, there was even signage made with the. That's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. They initially wanted to call it just arena, which is dumb. It's the arena. It's very okay. silly. Anyway, September 15th, 2005, Dallas Drake was named captain of the Blues, and Doug Waite was, and Barrett Jackman named the assistant captains of the St. Louis Blues. Uh, I know, Jeff, you had a tweet about Dallas Drake being named captain of the Blues. Your thoughts yeah. on him as captain? I, I just, I I think we've even talked about this on the show. I, I put him down as the worst captain in Blues history, and I know that number four, Eric Brewer, is what everybody goes to, and they would think I would say that too because I was a huge critic of his, but Dallas Drake, to me, was just not captain material. All we saw him do was bitch and complain to the officials and constantly getting unsportsmanlike penalties because he wouldn't shut the fuck up. And uh, I also mentioned in my tweet that I feel like his game changed. Like, uh, it was like, well, I'm the captain he, now, so I can't be Mr. Grinder. I can't be the guy who's battling in front of the net and taking penalties in the offensive zone. He got old. And, he got yeah, old. he got old very quick. After the lockout, he, sh- he should not have come back after the lockout. He wasn't the same guy. I don't think he. Uh, I, I, maybe maybe the captaincy played a part in it, but I, I just think he just got he just deteriorated because of just people get old and they, they his play went downhill. I, I just I didn't think it was very good. He wasn't <laughs> he was even a fourth line player that that nah, season. I, no, I, I mean, and let's face it too, like he needs a, a solid support staff on his even in his heyday. N- nothing against him, just the type of player he is. You, that's why you put him out there with a Kachuk and a Ronick or a uh, uh, Turgeon and a Young. You have the skill guys out there with him, and then he's crashing the net, wreaking havoc. Well, that 2005 team, outside of Doug Waite and Keith Kachuk, who, let's face it, were older and not the same players, that they didn't have that. So he didn't have the... And, and they didn't put Drake on that line. Drake was more of a checking line guy, and he just he didn't have anybody to, to gel with on that roster. So this was uh, prior to the 0506 season. He was named captain. So I'm looking at his numbers here, and uh, he, <laughs> yeah. If you look at his stats, uh, they dropped off substantially uh, that season. I mean, he had before that 12 goals, 11 goals, 20 goals, 13 goals, and then two, <laughs> and then six, and then he finished his career with Detroit the final season with three. So. Uh, he didn't have as many. He didn't have uh, as many goals in his last three seasons combined as he did in the last season before he was named captain of the Blues. That's so pretty bad. I mean, he's old. He was old. I mean, he he played for he fifteen old, years. It was a it was a mercy captain. I think it was a it's a guy that's going to be here, so we're going to name him captain. But I mean, I remember the the call back then to name Doug Wake captain. Everybody was like, "Why the hell didn't you give Doug Wake the captaincy?" Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the thing I I remember most was probably the that Dallas Drake uh, during his captaincy. I think it was during his captaincy, the oddest Blues promo night ever. The Dallas Drake fishing lure yeah. giveaway. I have it. It's on my shelf over there. I have it somewhere here too. It's on my shelf. And I have it too. It, 
Yeah, it's like <laughs> it was so weird. He's a he's a what? big fisherman. He likes to fish. Right, right. But you have that much sway, you know, in, in the organization that we're gonna give away fishing lures. I mean, great. Well, well I mean, <laughs> okay. So just, the it, it is odd. And so the the leading scorer on the team that year was Scott Young. This was the 0506 season, let me say. Yes, the first year the Drake was captain. Uh, Scott Young was 49 points, then Waite with 44, and then Mike Sillinger, 41, and then Chianic with 41, and then Dean McCammon with 37. This was not a good team. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, a, a, a bad team uh, being captained by a guy who probably shouldn't have been captain at all. Um yeah, that's just not a. When when I tell stories on this show about being in college and like going to Blues games for eight dollars and sitting in the front row of the upper deck, it was this season. Like this was I was a freshman in college, and this was this was let's go get drunk at the Blues game because nobody else is going. And we used to go and watch the Blues lose every damn night, but it was so much fun. That's the only positive I had from that season was I was able to go to pretty much 41 games for as cheap as possible. Yeah, those are, that was my, the the era I had season tickets for a few years. Ugh. Yeah. Affordable. Yeah. I, <laughs> for a reason. Very affordable. Yeah, I I think it was, it was either that year or the year after that it was the only time I ever had season tickets. And I, I remember like Dean McCammon being the, like the guy that you're hoping breaks out to be the star yep. of the team. Yep. That's, that's how bad it was. The goaltending that season, Curtis Sanford uh, played the most games by 34. Then Bacashua. Friend of the show. Friend of the show, Curtis Sanford. Then Bacashua, not a friend of the show. Uh, yep. 19 games played. Uh, Patrick Laleem. Not a friend of the show. <laughs> nope. Um, and uh, Divas, not a friend of the show. Reinhard Divas, future friend of the show. Future friend of the I, show. I want to get him on and talk about the two-pad stack. That's all I want him for. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, that, uh, that team, that era. Yeah, the low point. What a team. What a league. <laughs> uh, okay. So I'm all about uh, the movie quotes tonight. Yeah, well, you're hitting you're hitting them out of the park. Um <laughs> the uh we'll get into uh the winter classic uh jersey unveiling that the blues had uh after this uh word from ID Life. It's safe to say that the burn box from rockinthatidlife.com provides you with the sugar bustingest, muscle buildingest, mood enhancingest, focus inducingest, energy boostingest, experience. You not only get the excellent product, but you get recipes, menu options, a tracker, and program guide to assist you along your self betterment journey. Based on your goals, you can double up on Slim Plus or Energy, or you can get one of each. With flavors such as mixed berry, tropical fruit, and orange, the burn box lets you enjoy the weight loss or muscle gain journey along the way. Become a VIP with rockin'thatidlife.com and place your burn box on subscription and you'll save 20%. And as always, text the roughest, toughest, he-man, stuffest hombre has ever crossed the Rio Grande. And our friend Dustin at 636-393-8745 and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to receive an additional 10% off your order. Now all of you skunks, clear out of here. 
and go over to rockinthatidlife.com. Hey, Jeff, you know, that was very impressive to be able to play the guitar while you did that spot. Yeah, that was all live, too. Like, you guys didn't see it, but I was actually, like, sitting here strumming my guitar. You were strumming something. So, uh, you know, I I felt weird about putting that one together because I'm like, it's so random to have Yosemite Sam. It's like the the cornerstone of a commercial on on a hockey podcast. But I thought, you know what? I love it. Dustin you know, loves it. Who cares? Some of the some of the best commercials that you remember uh, have absolutely nothing to do with the product. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, before we move on, I, I this is a, a very sour note, but Kurt, I know it, I know it touched you and and Bill. I, I'm pretty sure you too. But uh, just want to say, R.I.P. Norm McDonald, one of mm-hmm. the best comedians of all time. Uh, uh, that one, that one hurt. I thought he was fantastic. I didn't know. I didn't know he had cancer. I mean, I don't, I don't know if that I was a, nobody did. Yeah, nobody I, did. He, he got it very private. He was, and he, but he had a he had a joke. He had a bit about cancer. Mm-hmm. About have you heard that? About where he he uh, mm-hmm. he talks <laughs> he talks about how uh, uh, if someone dies from cancer, he's like ah oh, people say oh you know he battled cancer and cancer won and he's like wait a second. I'm no scientist, or I'm no doctor, but uh, pretty much when you die, I'm pretty sure the cancer dies too, so it's pretty much a draw. <laughs> <laughs> mm, so cancer nice. did not win. No, it's, like, it's, like, it's a draw. It's a tie. <laughs> Nobody came on. Yeah, the cancer, because <laughs> he said, uh, you yeah, know, the cancer doesn't uh, show up at his house that, that night and want to have sex with his wife saying, hey, uh, I took care of Bob. <laughs> That's not what happens. Uh, yeah, no, it, that uh, that was that was terrible news, and um, I uh, I did enjoy um, all the clips that got posted on on Twitter last night, and uh, uh, no end of uh, Norm Macdonald in a hat sweater. So that uh, that warmed my heart. It's a, a good yeah, good those. Canadian boy. Pictures. I saw a couple pictures of him in, in Habs jerseys, and I had never seen any of those photos before, so that was pretty cool to see. Yeah, I my my favorite one of my favorite uh, things that he's the videos that he's that he has out there is he was on Conan O'Brien uh, a while back, you know, with with uh, yeah. the lady from Mel- from uh, Melrose Place, I guess it is, and uh, she was she had just did a movie with uh, Carrot Top. And so he, they're on the, she's on the promoting the movie and Norm Donald was on previous. So he's sitting next to her on the couch and uh, he just keeps butting in with jokes and it's so hilarious. Um, and how, how that video ends is just like one of the funniest things ever. It's so funny. So he said, well, check it out. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, oh, and uh, wrongfully fired from SNL too, by the way. Oh, oh yeah! That was that was actually my favorite. Because <laughs> comp- he just would stop making the OJ joke. Have you seen the compilation of all the OJ jokes he made? The, the, yeah. the like the reason why he got fired from SNL? And they put together all the OJ jokes. Oh man, it's so yeah. funny! It's what, so funny. one of my favorites. So one of my favorites is when he came back and hosted like eight years later, and <laughs> and he his opening monologue was like, 
yeah, they fired me, and you know, and I, and, and from what I hear, like he had a completely different open opening monologue when he was doing like the rehearsal, and he just came out with this one live. So they like, you know, Lorne Michaels had no idea, and he said something like, um, you know, yeah, they fired me because they thought I sucked. They're like, yeah, you're just not funny. And then they asked me eight years later to come back and host, and I'm like, well, that's weird because they think I'm not funny. But then I'm like, wait a minute. It's because this show sucks now. So this show sucks so bad that they thought the guy who's not funny can come on and be funny now. The, people people said that uh, the reason why he got fired was because of all the OJ jokes, right? So and then he he uh, and, and because Lauren uh, Lauren Lauren Michaels Lauren Ma- yeah, Michaels right yeah yeah Lauren Michaels yeah. Uh, was like buddies with OJ and so that's that's kind of that's what they said that's what that's why he got fired. He wouldn't stop. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, you know what that explains. You know what that says to me. People in Germany love David Hasselhoff. Have you seen the Fists of Fury uh, David Hasselhoff thing? The the no. video. Oh, oh, I think it's Fists of Fury. Um, yeah, look it up. David Hasselhoff, Fists of Fury. Fists of something. I, I think it's Fists of Fury. Oh yeah, it's it's crazy weird. Anyway, uh, the Blues unveiled the uh, their winter classic jerseys that they'll be wearing against the Minnesota Wild. Uh, not a surprise to most, I don't think. There was some people pushing a, a different design, like the the Ruth Ornest jersey. A lot of people were saying, "Oh, let's have that one." I don't get it, but okay. So they wanted uh, that, but I, I think this was pretty much understood that this is the way it's going to go. Um, 1967 whites with blue helmets, so that uh, it's kind of a I, it's kind of a cool look. I, I mean, I, I guess you assume white helmet, white jersey, but uh, uh, the blue helmet with the with the white looks kind of cool. Old school note, just like in 2017, uh, and the bold yellow stripe at the bottom with the blue trim above and below, which is reverse of the jersey Jeff has on now. Um, so essentially, the white version of the 2017 white uh, winter classic blue jersey with the Shoulder stripes on the shoulders. So thoughts, guys, on this? Uh, is it what you wanted, what you expected? Um, it's what I wanted and what I expected are two different things. But uh, let me just start off with my commentary saying that they knocked this out of the park. Uh, whether it was what I truly wanted uh, is, is, uh, is, is not the case. I think this is a, a classic, beautiful look. I think the off-white color that they the what do they call that the cream the tan whatever that's called instead of just the plain white that's a beautiful look for an old classic jersey um they knocked this out of the park it looks great now we've said on the show before i hope the blues are still relevant in a couple years and get another winter classic and Hopefully, God, I just I want to see the early '90s jersey. I want to see that brought back with the the red stripe um, before they incorporated way too much red. Very the um, very thin red stripe. A thin yeah. red, yeah, yes. and and just that was the Brett Hall jersey. Truly, is what it is. Uh, I want to see that in a jersey, um, but this this is what I expected. I expected them to go with this look, but I'll admit it kind of beat my expectations. I, I love the look. I love the, the pants, the helmet, everything together, the, 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 the blue gloves. It's a great look, and they, uh, they really, 
showed up the Minnesota Wild here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we talked about it last week. You know that before, you know, before the Blues even unveiled their jersey, they had won the battle of this year's jerseys. I mean, it, Minnesota's was just so overdone. Um, it's yeah, it, it, it's, if you stick to the basics with the blues, right. The, the, what has worked over time, you know, horizontal striping, just clean color scheme, um, don't overstate non-primary colors. It's hard to go wrong with the Blues jersey. And, you know, hearkening back to the original uh, on-ice jerseys, you're, it, it would be hard to go wrong, right? And, and the, um, you know, I, it's, I agree with, with you guys on this, that, you know, they, they completely knocked it out of the park again. Um, and, you know, Probably didn't have to try too hard with this one, but it's it's great. Yeah, no, this, I mean, this jersey was already in use by the Blues in their first first year in the league. So, I mean, the, the design was there. They said to tweak it for the Adidas style jersey. Um, I love it. Um, I'm very happy they did not go with the Ruth and S jerseys, which I don't particularly care for. Um, I'm with mm-hmm. you, Jeff. On uh, if they did not go with this one, my second choice would have been. The uh, first half of the '90s, that one, uh, with the rounded blue note, the rounded tips in the blue note, and the the other Hole jersey. That's that's the jersey. My the first Blues jersey, the first real Blues jersey I owned was that one. So that's got some yeah, sentimentalness me to me. Um, but yeah, uh, the blue helmet works with the blue shoulder pads. Uh, the blue uh, shoulder stripes uh, looks real sharp. Um, looking at it now, a white helmet wouldn't look near as good um, against yeah. the blue shoulders. Uh, I think. Uh, I, I see the Wilds jersey, Winter Classic jersey, and they, I, I, I mean, a lot of people hate it, and rightfully so. It, it is not a good design. It's just too much going on, way too many stripes, too busy. Uh, that that stripe across the top of the logo, across the chest, that goes from arm to arm. What the hell is that? It's not part of the shoulders uh, colors. It's just down below where it's just a stripe across the chest. It's so weird. It's like it's like the Calgary Flames jersey makers uh, decided to uh, have a say in the Minnesota Wilds Winter Classic jersey because they always screw up their stripes on their jerseys. They're like, have stripes going to nowhere. And, uh, oh, let's end the stripes in the logo. Yeah. Stop. Just stop. Um, <laughs> terrible. Um, you know, did, you, did you notice, this was brought up by Bill last week, did you notice the elbows on those jerseys? On the blues, I don't know. On, I don't know. No, no, no. On the oh wild, yeah, elbow pads. Yeah, elbow pads. Which, which is they, they got the elbow, elbow patches. Patches, yeah, patches. That's what I meant. And they it's like are, that off white, like the all. It's like that off tan color, and it's what the fuck. It what looks too that? small too. Those patches look too small. It's like if you're gonna do patches, go big. I don't know. It's so weird. And I'm I'm looking at the Minnesota one now. Like an Oxford jacket. There's too many stripes on the sleeve on the on the elbow. There's I don't know. It looks like, I mean, the shoulder looks like two tongues. I don't know. It's just weird. And I, you know what? I, I, I like the idea of trying to incorporate the brown gloves. I love the, the, the brown leather gloves. Um, but uh, I just think that's, it's like, it's like uh, Houston Astros field. Just way too many hokey things going on. Uh, not hokey things. Way too many things going on. It's too complicated. There's a fucking pole in center field on the, on the hill, on a hill. 
There's just too much. The Minnesota jerseys remind me of the Houston Astros baseball stadium. Just too many weird things going on. So what I said last week, and, and I'll add a little bit to it about that wild jersey, is, Kurt, I want to ask you as the, the graphics guy, if they remove the MLPS and the St. Paul, so the, the, the wording that they have in the logo, remove those, remove that silly stripe above the logo, and then put like that tan stripe around the shoulder red instead, and then just ran with that. So they just had the, the, the Minnesota State look with the two stars, no wording in the center, no stripe in the middle. Instead, you have a stripe around the red. Uh, would you like that better? I think that would be a much better, cleaner look. It would look better. Cleaner cleaner and simpler is always better with, with sports jerseys every yeah. single damn time. People, yep. they see a lot of complaints on social media. Oh, yeah, the Blues jersey is good, but it's safe. You know, it's not that it's boring. They weren't creative enough. You know what happens when you try and get creative? You get a clown jersey. That's what you get. You get you get diagonal numbers that look bad. You get you get this Minnesota jersey with a stripe that has no purpose on the chest. There, it's weird. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I I don't I don't really hate the the lettering on the uh, the logo uh, that much. It looks a little big, maybe a little smaller. Uh, but that stripe just kills it because it pushes that logo down. And the and the state of Minnesota is like on the belly button. It's so weird. Um, I just it's, it's everything's pushed down because of that stripe. There's just too much going on. Take one stripe off the elbow. You know, there's two stripes. There's two. There's six. Actually, one, two, three, four. There's seven stripes on each elbow, if you count the green in the middle as a stripe. So it's just too much. Too much going on. Yeah. It looks. It's a Christmas. Um, I mean, and it's like it's hard because green and red. You with 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 color design. If you're doing something green and red, and you, and it's not a Christmas theme, you gotta you gotta watch out because it's gonna look Christmassy if you don't be careful. <laughs> and well, and then that that weird I don't know to me that weird logo in the middle just adds to the Christmassy feel. It's just, yeah, the, the stars, the red. Exactly. Yeah, it, it yeah. it's it's just too busy. And, and I think, I think yeah. I like, like I said, I like the brown leather, but I, I think it's just one more element that's just adding to an already busy Jersey. that it just, it's not, it's not good. So Bill, I, yeah. I know you have something to say, but I just want to add that uh, in the Facebook comments, we have our, our first comment of the show for the uh, season 10. So congratulations to Gail Sewell. You win nothing except my admiration. Uh, you're quite the fashionistas, guys. Yes, I agree. We are we are it's, hockey jersey fashionistas. It's uh, I, it, I I I will critique a design all day long. I went to I went to school for it, so I love it. So, yep. Um, I, fashion not so much for whatever reason it doesn't translate well for me. But uh, composition and design, I'm all about it. So, and Minnesota doesn't work. Uh, yeah, oh, so um, go, go ahead, Bill. I was just going to say, I, I had mentioned last week how much I, I completely disagree with Kurt. Like, I didn't get to mention I disagree with Kurt because I didn't know his opinion. But the, the uh, attempted uh, you know, implementation of the um, traditional brown leather look, I, I hate it. You hate I think it. It's, 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 it's the wrong right hockey to me what about goalie pads brown yeah but are you, they're you're, are you against the dark are you, brown. are you against a lot darker brown 
No, no, no. no. This is. I mean, but would you be against? Would you be against uh, the brown goalie pads? Like when they bring, like occasionally, goalie will wear them. The color. You don't like that? Um, I mean, Carey Price. uh, Carey Price wore them in uh, one of the um, either one of the Heritage games or or one of the outdoor games, Um, and I thought it was okay, but they weren't done against the you know the pants that that are that like that's I don't know that's like that's not authentic hockey leather to me i mean to to me uh, authentic hockey leather is a, a deeper brown <laughs> and you, you, you want like, to soak up water too right itty, itty <laughs> hockey cart right right that you know when you got off the ice you weighed 40 pounds more than you did <laughs> uh starting the game yeah, like sponges. look at any 70s goalie card and that is the color brown you should be going for if if you're going for a nostalgic uh, a true nostalgic hockey brown. I you know, just don't like it. I, I, I and I don't I don't like it here with the wild. I don't like the way it looks here with, with the whole thing. I think you can, I think and this you know we can disagree. I, I I like the idea of trying to incorporate it. Now I'm all about trying to make the colors match, right? Um that's fine. But uh, uh and I, I like the effort because I think it could look good. It doesn't look good here. That's that's where I'm coming from. I, I'm not saying, you know, brown would be good uh, whenever it's used. Um, there's a, obviously a right and a wrong way to do it, I think. But uh, I, I, I like the way that you you said that it needs to be darker and more more authentic, right? So, yep. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm for that. Yeah. But yeah, like yeah, I said, it then, doesn't work. Yeah, and you know, to to the Christmas. Uh, theme it does kind of look like wrapping paper it, you know it, it could be a devil's jersey too it's kind of weird i mean old school yeah right so or a freddy krueger tribute jersey yeah all the stripes yeah, yeah all this, yeah there you go all right that was a trivia question somewhere i forgot where it was what uh what were the stripes on freddy krueger's uh sweater and uh, i think someone guessed someone guessed bad it was like black and white it's terrible. Mm. Yeah, I know. Ew, ew, I'm like, ew. I thought they were going to say green. Old school prison mate. I thought they were going to say like yeah. red and black or something because it is a dark green on his it's sweater. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I just want to say we got a couple uh, YouTube comments here. I just want to tell 31 Teeth that uh, we will get to your comment here in a little bit, uh, maybe at the start of the next segment because uh, I think that's a, one that, you know, is worth answering just See how, match yeah. what we're talking about right now. I saw it too. Um, I was, was going to get to that too. So I, yeah, yeah. Long, uh, Austin Lynch had something to say that I agreed with. Actually, I couldn't put my finger on it, but uh, I think he's, I think what he says here is correct. I hate so much how high and squished the captain C is on the wild Jersey. And originally I was looking at that and I said, I just don't think I like the font, but then I realized I'm like, because of that stripe, they had mm-hmm. to squish it in <laughs> yeah. there. So they probably were like, okay, what font can we use that will allow us to insert a proper C? And then obviously they're going to have A's in there too. The, it that, does not look good. That stripe fucks everything up on that jersey. I mean, yeah. if you take away the the red stripe with the white on top and bottom on the off the chest, it looks all, it's still not great, but it looks a lot better. Because you can move that logo up and you can move the C down. Why? Who in the... Who in the hell insisted that stripe be there? I would love to have set in on these design meetings because this is this is absurd. It doesn't look good. I don't get it. It's Minnesota too. 
State of Hockey, come on. They did the reverse retros nice. Well, and I, 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 again, I said last week, I think that it's awesome that they incorporated the Twin Cities thing, the Minneapolis, Minneapolis and St. Paul, and, and they're going back to even before the North Stars. That's awesome. And I love that. But do it with a modern twist. You know, like yeah. that is just, that's a hideous jersey. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> and, it, you know, it's, it's so funny. I mean, you see, I mean, I haven't seen too many of these, but I have seen a few people that like this one more than the blues jersey. And I just think I just said to myself, what are you looking at? What are you what yeah. you should not be on any committee to design anything ever, 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 because you don't have an eye for it. Anything. Well and Kurt, you have in the notes here, and this is uh this kind of leads into that, talking about the blues jerseys, the vocal minority who say they don't like these jerseys because it's quote too simple or they didn't take enough risk or wasn't creative enough. Uh to me, that's when you take risks, take too many risks, you end up with the Blues reverse retro last year. And that, I'm sorry, I know there is a, and, and I'm sorry, you are the minority. There is a vocal minority on social media who loves those things. And yes, my wife is one of them, unfortunately. Minority. She was wearing her, uh, she was wearing her red jersey uh, tonight. Uh, and I ugh, hate that thing, but anyway, I, uh, no, I, it's, you're, you're in the minority. That's an ugly look. It's hideous. It's not good for hockey jerseys. But, um, but Jeff, I, but Jeff, they sold out so quick. Yeah. You know well, what? guess what? These, these probably well, sold out much quicker. Do you know why they sold out? Because they didn't make, because they didn't buy enough. Cause they knew they sucked. Well, they, they didn't make many. The, the, the uh, STL authentics said so. They said, well, they, they, didn't, they didn't make, make a lot of them, and they sold out. People were like, oh, they sold out. They're ma- amazing. No, that's not. I mean, if you if you make, you know, 5,000 of them, you're going to sell it pretty quick. Yeah. These, I, I don't know what they made, but I'm sure they made a ton more of these, knowing these are going to be much bigger sellers. Well, I mean, the Blues have, in my opinion, the best winter classic jersey to date with their 2017 blue jersey, uh, and this one is right up there. It's close. Yeah, it's really good. I think this rivals it. I think yeah, I, it, I think at this point there's been so many years that you might have to separate home and away. Both Blues jerseys are right at the top of the list for both. The more I the more I see this one, the more I like it too. And the more yeah. I see the Minnesota one, the more I hate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just going the opposite direction, it just keeps going that way. Yeah. No, I mean this this was, you know, the logical next step with the Blues outdoor jerseys. Um, you know, I, I given the the history of, you know, the um, more um, daring or futuristic designs that have been in the stadium series, I'll be interested to see what they try to do um, when they go into, uh, if they ever get awarded a stadium series game, if that continues to be a thing. Um and I don't know. Uh, hopefully, that will be uh, that'll be the chance for us to uh, to see the uh, the early '90s era jersey that Jeff and I um, and Kurt, since it's in his Adam Oates profile pic uh, <laughs> on our on screen graphics. Um, yes. <laughs> you know, since we all want that, uh, hopefully, I, I think we'll probably. Um, see a stadium series game before another uh, winter classic, but who knows? 
Maybe you know, we'll become the Blackhawks and be the darlings and get every outdoor game. Oh, you know, the, the stadium series jerseys tend to be a little more uh, different and uh, creative, I guess, if you will, uh, with the jersey selection that the teams have. So I, I'm thinking if the Blues get one of those in the future, um, I'm wondering if they, instead of going with like the Ruth Ornest ones, they would just go completely new, you know, just, just yeah. completely different, which I'm, yeah, it, would, it would scare me. To be honest, I've heard really I've heard that they've that the way that the the jersey manufacturers go into these are they say okay well the winter classic go with the classic look for the uh, stadium series we want a futuristic look yeah I've heard that too and that's why a lot of those have been awful <laughs> in my opinion. Uh, Austin Lynch said the 2019 Boston Bruins jerseys were really nice in my opinion. Um, I mean, yeah, they're okay. I, I'm looking at them right now. They are very simple, but, uh, I don't, I mean, they're okay. They're, they're upper half for me. All right. I think the, the, oh, yeah, that's, the shoulder, yeah, the shoulder, fine. the shoulder stripes where it meets the colors on the arms. is kind of weird. I don't understand what that's, yeah. that's all about, but, uh, a lot of stripes that's on the fine. arm. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, David Backus signed a one-day contract to retire as a Blue. Uh, he had a real nice write-up online that talked about his time in the NHL, who influenced him, uh, and each, each, each stop, each city he was in, uh, and just how special everything was. Uh, uh, gave thanks to every franchise. Uh, just a class act. Uh, obviously, uh, St. Louis is where his heart was, and uh, he made that known. Uh, signed a one-day contract to retire here. When they when they sign these deals, they never say what the money is. Is it a dollar, or is this a ceremonial? There's I'm no money sh- involved at all. I, there's, I think they're actually doesn't contractually. It, there now, has to be a dollar, at least a money involved. Yeah. So, so, so on it's cap, probably for a dollar on Hockey Reference, his last season in the NHL, will it be with the Blues? No games played. No, no, no. they weren't that way. <laughs> so how, so how realistic is that? That, I mean, when you say you retire as a blue, you sign a ceremonial one day contract. It's just ceremonial. There's nothing. It's ceremonial. Real. That's all I mean, he, he's not really a St. Louis Blue right now. Or Listen, one, I'm, he wasn't for one day. I'm never, I'm never, ever, ever going to be anywhere close to an NHL player. No player of any league ever. Uh, but. This is something, and listen, it's nice, it's cool, it's great for him to have a day. He was at the Cardinals game. He got to celebrate his career one last day with Blues fans, which was awesome. But I just don't, I've never understood this. I think this is so, as a player, you know, you know, when you're going to retire, just, hey, I'm retiring, you know, I uh, St. Louis. I want to re- announce my retirement at Enterprise Center. How is that? Is that cool? Okay, sure. Yeah, we'll do that for you. Like, the whole one-day contract thing, it's never made sense to me. And again, I've, I'm never going to play in the NHL, so I, I'm sure for them it means something. But to me, it's like, I just look at it as, yeah, your last game was with the Anaheim Ducks. You know, in 20 years, when people are looking at your hockey reference or whatever, they're not going to see that you signed a one-day deal with right. the Blues. Well, it, just, it seems like such a weird thing to me. Well, like I said, it's 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 ceremonial. It's you know, it's it's like a it's it's just it's just to say that 
you know, you wanted, this was my favorite place to play. Uh, I enjoyed my time here more than anywhere else. And I had a significant enough impact in that town, that city, on that team for them to let me do this or, you know, offer this to me or whatever. So I, I get it. But on the one other hand, it's like, I don't, whatever. It's, it's kind of, it's fine. It's just kind of, it is kind of weird. Do you really have to sign a one day contract? Can't you just come to St. Louis, put on your blues Jersey and say, Hey, I'm retiring and I'm doing it wearing a blues Jersey. But this makes it kind of official, even though you're not, you're not really a part of the team. It just makes it official that you're, you know, that you do that. Like you're signing a paper and you can then frame that or whatever. It's just like a, I don't know. I mean, it's neat. I like, I, I like it. Um, I never quite understood it. Like you said either, but I, but I, but I'm on the other side of the fence where I kind of, ah, it's kind of cool. That doesn't mean anything. It's just, it's just kind of a neat gesture. Yeah. I mean, to me, it, you know, it, it, it's validation that he should, he never should have left and his heart never did leave. Um, but you know, he doesn't leave. We don't win the cup. I don't think That's, so, I, you know, which is, which is the, you know, the whole time I'm reading his goodbye letter, like that's all I could think about was, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, was his contribution leaving, you know, was the final contribution him leaving. And that's, you know, he was always and, one of my favorite players when he was here. Yep. And, you know, I, I hate to think that way, um, but, you know. And he had to watch guess, it. He had to watch St. Louis win it he, too from the press box. Right. I, I, that, I mean, I always love Bacchus. Um, but when, you know, he left for, for more money, he was offered a contract here, but he left for more money. Thank God I didn't take the contract here because he, the Blues he actually for more money. He left for another year, which was which mm-hmm. right. was more money. I mean, he got more money, yeah, more money, but... more money, and an extra year. I mean, yeah, right. It was it was a little more money, but the extra year was the thing. So I think it I think it was the same amount the Blues offered, just one more year. Why would he do that? Yeah, no, he. It was. I remember at the time it was all about that that extra year that Armstrong wouldn't give. And I, I mean, I, what I would love is at the end of the day, you know, that, that he writes a memoir that says exactly, you know, like, yeah, I, I think I, I made, I made a mistake leaving, leaving, you know, leaving the city that, that I came up in um, or, you know, he, I, I doubt he'll write a memoir, but I would love love to sit down and have a drink with him at, you know, years from now to hear what he has to say about it. I would and love that. Maybe, it's, it's maybe future friend of the show. Oh yes. And he could be asked. Um, and I have not heard him in an interview be asked this question that does, like you said, Bill, does he feel that, him leaving allowed the blues to win the cup. How do you ask that question without pissing him off? Right. I mean, right. You, you can, you can phrase it in a That's, way that like you're right. leaving. Did that allow the blues to go a different direction? And then they ended up winning the cup. You know, do you think that if you had stayed here, if, if the blues don't go that direction, do they win a cup or, or, or I mean, obviously and, he'd and, say, and yes, inversely, but... do you think the Bruins could have beat the blues had Ooh. you not have taken up six million dollars of their cap. <laughs> the Blues played. The Blues yeah. played. I mean, it worked out for the Blues perfectly. I mean, they offered him a contract. Right, I'm glad he didn't take it. But 
it worked out for them. I mean, they 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 got him, you know, they they drafted him, had his best years by far, long time here, and then he leaves town. The Blues don't sign. He leaves town right before he drops off. It's just yeah. you couldn't. It, it's like Pujols, you know, the Cardinals. I mean, granted, Backus is no Pujols, but you know, Pujols dropped off like the the, the season he left St. Louis. So it's right. just kind of the blue. It worked it's, out perfectly for the Blues. Right. In in both cases, St. Louis sold high, right? And, you know that, and I I think I think the the way I the way I phrase that, you know, him writing a memoir, I think that's the kind of thing as a a professional athlete that that's what you got to kind of, you know, like those are the, maybe the demons that you have to wrestle with the rest of your life. And, and I would love to hear what he has to say about it. You know, maybe not right now, but 10 years from now. Yeah. Right now it'd be kind of weird. Uh, but although, you know what? I mean, why not? I don't know. You'd probably get never, he'd probably never give you another interview, but that's gotta be a tough question to answer. I, but I would love to hear him talk about it. I mean, he's a millionaire. Come on, talk about it. <laughs> he got rich. Uh, the uh, and the Blues need us. This has been talked about on Twitter. The Blues need a St. Louis Blues Hall of Fame. The Cardinals have one. The Blues should have one, especially after winning the Cup. I mean, they they have they have tons of people they could add to that to enter into the Hall of Fame. They have the Cup story. They have all kinds of stuff surrounding that Cup team, which is amazing. That needs to be like. I mean, it's all documented, but it needs to be enshrined, like all of that. That story needs to be have a special home in uh, Enterprise or nearby Enterprise or somewhere uh, for a Blues Hall of Fame. So, you know, Bacchus is in, right? A Blues Hall of Fame? Yes? Uh, say? Okay. You so, say this, but I, I want to ask I, just a, a little caveat. Yes. With the, if the, Blue, the Blues have a Hall of Fame, you know, the first induction class – Okay, let's just say all induction classes. How many players or how many people are inducted each year? Oh, maybe three. Okay, I was thinking three. Um, I think your first your who's your first your first inductee? Brian Sutter. Well, his number's retired. But, but so I, I, I okay. That doesn't does that I matter? Would, well, I, I was I was thinking. Well, Who's obviously, your... obviously the the players in the Blues Hall of Fame would the, the numbers retired would be in there. I, I I think I guess okay. I, I guess I for some reason I was just, I was just thinking about players that don't have the number retired. But yes, obviously they would be in. So okay, Brian Sutter. Um, that's a good question. I I think Top you've got to have a whole induction ceremony for all of those guys eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Maybe I mean, I, first, I think maybe your first class is the guys the retired who are numbers. already like it's I think all that's a good the guys idea. who have the retired numbers, and then plus yeah. one, plus I, one, I, just, I just to make it different. That. You know what I mean? So you, the the Hall of Fame class is all your retired numbers, then plus one, plus one guy that's not just so it's not just all guys that already had because number my, retired. My answer to my right. original question so, is Bob Plager. I think Bob Plager is number one. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Your first inductee. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. And then for the, you know, for the next non-retired number, I'd go Leute. Yeah. Well, uh, I would say Pronger, but he'll be retired next year. So. Yep. About uh, Scotty uh, Bowman. Vladimir Chebaturkin's up there. Scotty Bowman. Joel, Joel Quenville. 
Pavel Dimitra. Pavel Dimitra. I, I was oh, going to say that. Pavel Dimitra is my. I think he's my first non-retired number in. But to to do a callback to an earlier topic, Dallas Drake doesn't get in. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. No. I I love the Eric I love Brewer? the. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, I think I think uh, Kachuk gets in for sure. Um, Doug Waite possibly. You make an argument for Scotty Young. Yeah, I think you see. I think, I think, gets in. I sure. think you see the Stanley Cup team in there pretty quickly. Every oh, yeah. member. Oh yeah, David Perron. Even Zach Sanford. Perron's David Perron will still be played at forty-five. It, he'll already be the St. Louis Blues Hall of Fame. Curtis Joseph's in there. Oh yeah, Cujo. Yep. Shanahan for sure. Grand Fear. Grand Fear. Even though it wasn't here that long. Right. Jeff Brown. But Jeff Brown, obviously. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Scott Stevens. No, Ooh. no. Probably. He was not. here two years, right? Two years. What about Steve Bozak just yeah. for bringing Brett Hall here? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But no, I. So your question is, uh, you you said Bacchus gets in without question in, in our notes. I think he gets in, but I think it takes a while. I really do. You think so? There are people that yeah, want, there are I people that want to retire his number, lot, especially if we go with three guys each. Let's say let's take out the retire number. Say they Steen. all get in right away. Steen gets in. Steen, Perron, yeah. uh, O'Reilly, Petrangelo, Petrangelo gets in. Gutterson. Yeah. Gunnarsson? Yeah. No, no. He won no. the first exhibit. You don't get in for one goal. Come on. I think you do. No. I think you do. No. It's voted it, on by the fans. I think the no. fans vote him in. Not when you got not when you got a ton of other players to go ahead of him. He's not making it for a long time. He'd never get in. I, I, I think, think he gets, he gets an exhibit. Right, the the press the button and hear the Baruby tell the piss story. Uh, you know that's that's Carl Gunnarsson in the Blues Hall of Fame. I think I think there are way too many players that are more deserving than him for a, a number of years, and then by the time you know that he may get more votes, uh, that's fifteen years from now. 20 years from now, and then people aren't going to care as much about that. Uh, as All right, let's think. ask this question, Kurt. This is a good one yep. for you. Yes. Brian Elliott or David Backus, who gets in first? Oh, uh, you know what? I, I want to say Backus just because he was here longer and he was captain and he was, you know, he did a lot for the community and he did a lot for, I mean, he's, he meant a lot to the city. Um, now, Brian Elliott, I think, he was here for five seasons, right? I think it was. He, he was here a while. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, he. I'm gonna say he gets. I'm gonna say he gets in, but not before Bacchus. I don't think it's in before Bacchus. He was just All right, was Bacchus so good here. Or Oates. Bacchus. Oates wasn't here long enough. I, I love Oates. But it's numbers. What about I think, numbers? I think Oates yeah, gets no, in. Oates. I, think, I think Oates gets in for sure, but not. I don't think it's in right away. Not he wasn't only. He was here what? Four years? Three years? Mm. Phil I mean, Housley or David Backus? Phil Housley doesn't get in at all. Really? Okay. How long was he here? I just, I just Phil think Housley there's gets too many in. names. 
rate on the Steve I, I Bozak just, ticket for I feel, <laughs> great traits with the Calgary Flames that brought us a Hall of Famer. Yep. He was only no, here I, one I, season. I, he was here I, one season. I, 26 was, games. Okay, well, then that's, that's a bad, that's a bad <laughs> call. Sorry about that. I thought he was here a little longer for some I'd take reason, Duchesne over Hosley. I just think there's – I think there's too many names to say David Back is. I think he gets in, but I just think it takes a while. There's a lot of mm. great names that have played for the Blues that I think get in before he does. Yeah, I guess when I say get in right away with Backus, I was thinking, I wasn't thinking of a uh, necessarily a hard cap on. I was thinking a number of guys at one time for some reason. I don't know why I was thinking that, but yeah, that does make sense. There are a lot of guys that need to get in before him, unless the unless the first class is like 15 people or something. Right. I was just going to say, Bacchus is still compelling. You know, captain the team for a long time and was the cap back over the hump against Chicago in the playoffs. He was the one that, that, he was the leader on the team that finally broke through. Um, We didn't win it in 16, but we learned we could. And that was important. Berenson. Berenson. Yeah, six goals in a game. That and well, he was here for know, he was here for a while too. Guy. Right, such an important part of the early years. Uh, yeah. I mean, hell, Gary Unger, Gary Unger is absolutely first class. Yeah, what about you your know? original Blues? There's a lot of guys on that roster that I think get in beforehand. Al Arbor, yep, Jacques Plant, Len Hall, all yep. those guys. Both the goalies, yeah. Doug Wickenheiser or David Backus. David Backus. Backus. I think it's Wickenheiser. He's got one goal. Mm. Well, he's got more than one goal. No, no, but... no. I mean, I mean, he's no. I mean, Wickenheiser, Wickenheiser as an NHL player was a disappointment. Okay. Great. Well, then I... let me just say this. I, I listen. I love Bobby Plager, but if you're going to make that argument, Bob Plager was not the greatest defenseman out there, but he was the heart and soul of the Blues. Right. How big of a deal yeah. was Doug Wickenheiser in the '90s for the Blues? His goal was a big deal. He was yeah. he wasn't a great player. Oh, but what about the the fourteen right. fun the Wick Banner? I get all that, but that's but that's uh, okay. I, I I get all that, but I'm saying I I'm talking production on the ice. It. I'm talking production on the ice. Mostly, in, I think it plays into their time as a St. Louisan. Well, part and of the that, community, the hockey community. I I, agree, I agree with that, and I'll 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 give him points for that because that's that's how. Uh, Plager got his number retired for dedicating his life to the organization. Right. So I, 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 I totally agree with you there. I do. But I think. Right. Wick, yeah. I was just going to say Wickenheiser, you know, he's another one of these guys like Carl Gunnarsson. He had a moment, right. And then, you know, unfortunately he, he did, you know, the, the, you know, the 14 fun was because, you know, he, he, wound up dying of cancer you know it's awful he was still a part of the community um but in in terms in in yeah you know that that it it's an intriguing story um you know the the blues support for you know before hockey fights cancer and their commitment to to cancer research with the 14 fund but also doug wickenheiser you know in his playing days lost the season because he got injured on a snipe hunt and that right you know no, that's that's a fan that's a whole way you know what the the goofy shit the goofy stories and the and the crazy stories and things mm-hmm. that happened early, in the early days or, or the first half of this franchise's existence 
there could be a whole wing right. of this. And you just, could call that the Bob Plager wing because, I mean, <laughs> go back and read his book. I mean, the, the crazy shit that they did in the 70s, you know, to, to haze players and, you know, oh, yeah. I mean, the, the game in Philly, you know, the going up into the crowd and fighting that, you know, that that's, you know, that, did, it, did. it's a different thing. But David Backus is seventh. Well, I'm looking at the total numbers here. Seventh in scoring for the Blues all time. Mm-hmm. I mean, him and him Again, and Demi- I, I think there's no question he gets in. I just think there's and 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 part of me is just playing devil's advocate here because I know, you know, the two of you are, are big Backus fans. I never truly was. Um, I hated the way he took stupid penalties at the end of games, even when they were close. Mm-hmm. That drove me nuts. He was a great player, just not one of my favorites. Um, but the, I'm gonna the I'm gonna Captain America really tour. <laughs> yeah. That was the Captain America yes. tour. When, when he him. took on Taves and who else? Who else did Getz he fight laugh. during that? Uh, Getzlaff yeah. was one of them. Uh, there was somebody else. Uh, Kessler? No, Kessler was American. So it wasn't him. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I got one no, for you. I was. I'm gonna. I want to throw a crazy one at you. I got All one right, too. Go ahead. Go. David Backus or Layla, who gets in first? Oh Jesus. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um. That's a, that's a tough question. That's Backus, right? It's got to be. I think I gotta go Layla. What about uh, what's the what's the girl's name who who passed away? Uh, Tarasenko's. Oh. Uh, um, uh, 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 shoot. Uh, oh a. God, I hate with an a. Yeah, starts uh, with an A. Something D- Duggan D- Duger. D- uh, 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 it starts with an A. Yeah. Was it but Ariana? Ar- Ariana. 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 Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Right. I think. So I mean, that's. I think you could induct God, them both at the same time. Not remembering that. I have yeah. one for you. Yeah, Ari- Ariana Dugan. Patrick Berglund. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll go back a silver Berglund. He played 10 years here. He is uh, eighth all-time in games played for the Blues. Wow. Yep. Mm. All right, here's the one. Here's the one. Barrett Jackman or David Backus? Backus. Mm. Um, I think I go back. That's a tough one. Jackman. Yeah, I'll go Backus. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I Jackman still does have. Yeah. Jackman still does have Henrik Zetterberg's Scholar Trophy. So. Yes. No, I got to go. I, I just think Backman's best years were better than Jackman's best years, in my opinion. Wait, Christian Backman? Yeah, Christian Beckman? Not Christian Beckman. No. <laughs> <laughs> Rudy Poshek or David Beckman. There's a bunch of names uh, Kevin Shattenkirk. Yeah, that's a, that's a, does he get in? Uh Craig Janney. It would be interesting. Brad Boys. Courtnall. Guys get in. Jeff Courtnall. Oh man. Gino, Cav- Gino Cavallini? Yeah. Man. I mean, there's a bunch Pazlowski. There's a bunch Jeff of names. Brownscheidel. Perry Turnbull, I think he's in community work there too. I mean, just in I the area. Say, man, yeah, I say he's uh, still owns Queenie Park, the uh, the rink out there, Midwest. Peter Zezel still part of the St. Louis community. 
Rosini. <laughs> Rosini. Mm. Rosini. Man. Bruce Racine. He's a big part of St. Louis community, too. Anyway, okay. This could go on forever. I mean, that's that's an interesting discussion. Uh, Austin Lynch says, what about Perron? Didn't we cover Perron? Or was that an old, te- old message? Yeah, we talked yeah, about Perron. I'm... Yeah, I think he's in. He's, I think he's first five years it's up. I think he's definitely in. Okay, we got some yeah. uh, YouTube uh, uh, questions we're going to discuss. Uh, but first, we're going to hear from our friends over at Centerize Brewery. Centerize Brewery is St. Louis's only hockey-themed brew house. Stop on in during the next game to experience the ultimate hockey fan brewery while sampling various hockey-inspired beers, such as Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA, the Rotating Pale Ale Series, or seasonal offerings such as their Imperial Stout, their Lime Sherbet Sour, and much more. While you're there enjoying any number of their fantastic beverages, you can admire the bar top and tables made of authentic arena wood and the actual penalty box door from the old barn. Located at 3126 Olive Street in Midtown St. Louis, it's one of the best places to watch a Blues game, or any game. Visit centereyesbrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or make a reservation in the tap room. Center Ice Brewery. Let's go Blues. Please drink responsibly. Uh, so speaking of Center Ice Brewery real quick, did you see their tweet today? Uh, see what's back? What's back? Pumpkin oh, the pumpkin. Oh, is it? Yeah. I didn't, okay. I, 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 oh, yeah, I did see that. I did see that, yeah. Yeah, it's it good. It's good. It, it's yeah. a really good one. I want them to bring back the yeah, lime, and, lime sherbet sour. That was good. Yeah. I I will definitely join you when they bring that back in the tap room. It so. tasted like sweet tarts. It was pretty good. Yep. Yeah. I'll be there for that, too. But, yeah, love the, the PSL can, just like a. Uh, uh, pumpkin spice <laughs> latte from Starbucks. It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, the uh, 31 teeth in the YouTube chat, and Jeff, you mentioned this earlier too, that we'll get to this. Uh, I assume this is the same question. How long yeah. have you three known each other, and who were your guys' first favorite blues players growing up? Uh, I've, I've known... Curtin Bill, let's, let's start with you two. Yeah, Bill and I have known each other since 90, maybe like 90 or so? 89, 90? 90, 91, 92, maybe. Okay. I think it was, I think it was, uh, I was in high was, school at, that at was, the time. Yes, I was too. Yeah, I think, I think it was 15, the first time I came out to play uh, hockey in the, um, on the tennis courts in Smithton with you guys. That, and that was when I, I I I can't remember the first time I met you. I thought it was at the ballpark, but I guess it was at the park. At yeah. Smith? Huh. Yeah, I think it was. Yep. Okay. Oh, Jeff's bringing a Cahokia guy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Jeff brought the Cahokia guy to Smithton. Not me. Yeah. Did Did Redden come with you or no? Did he come up there too? He came up there no. one time. I thought he did. Wade Redden? Yeah, separately, separately from me. And then we all played together on the Comanche at the ballpark. Yes. And then we merged teams uh the next season. Our yeah. our uh, it was me and Jeff and uh most mostly the old Comanche team. It was me and Jeff and Yeah. I think that was it. Not me. Yeah. yeah. Not you. It's not much My fun. cousin Jeff. My cousin Jeff. Yeah. So yeah, since so twenty years? Thirty years. Holy shit. 
30 years. And your cousin Tim, who wore shoulder pads in a ball hockey league. Shoulder pads in a ball <laughs> hockey league. You know, you don't mess with Tim. <laughs> no, you never mess with Tim. He threw his shoulders around in that ball hockey league. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I've known Jeff since, well, how, how, okay, how are we talking? No, because we say, knew so, of each other in the, in the forum. I was going to say, Kurt and I conversed a ton in the, uh, let's go blues.com forums, you know, before social media really took off. Uh, I think Friendster was big when, uh, <laughs> <laughs> when, when we started talking on, uh, let's go blues.com forums. Um, which are still around. Yeah. We way. talked on there for for years and years. Yeah, still going for sure. Yeah, still great blues fans talking in there. But um yeah, we uh that's where that's where our I guess, you know, online friendship started. Uh and then I know Bill every now and then jumped in there too. Uh but I I didn't meet Kurt until the first episode of this show. Yeah, in person. Um, right. We had talked and I know we told the story before. Uh, we had talked with uh, Jeff Queeran of Blue Note Zone at the time about starting a podcast. And we all conversed and were like, let's meet up and record something before we knew we could do it like the way we do it now. And uh, we uh, we we just met up at uh, – Kurt works at uh, SIUE, met up at their campus, recorded in there with a broadcast room, very first episode – Never met either of those guys. We literally had talked online, and that was it. And we just met up, and we're like, hey, guys, nice to meet you. I'm Jeff. I'm Jeff. I'm Kurt. Let's and the next thing you know, okay, microphone's out. Let's uh, let's start recording. You know, I mean, it was <laughs> – and you can hear it in that first episode, which, by yeah. the way, you can listen on our Facebook page. Um, I've got a bunch of old, like, classic episodes on there, and the first episode's on there. Just it's It's audio only. But, like, it's so funny because it's – I don't know. I can – and maybe it's because it, I was there. Kurt, you tell me if you feel the same. It was – you could feel the awkwardness. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, it was the first time recording and, and talking to a mic for – I mean, it's just and, – and doing a show. It's just, you know, you don't know how you're going to react to each other. Do we, Do I talk? Do you talk? Is it, you know, what – you know, how long do I talk? You know, it's just kind of weird. So it was it was it was fun, uh, interesting. Um, studio was fine, you know. It was it was it was a a big time learning experience. The whole thing was yes, yeah. And we had a lot of bumps along the way. And I know, um, like I remember a couple times, Kurt would say like, "Hey, if we ever need a co-host, I got a, a hockey encyclopedia friend." Always talking about Bill, and I, which he I broke out during the, uh, <laughs> during the draft. Literally, the yes. sticks in. He broke out his his homemade encyclopedia. <laughs> oh my god, that was insane. Um, I'm trying to find the date now. Okay, yeah, April 10th, 2013. Uh, Bill's first episode with the show. That was literally the first time I ever actually talked to Bill. Um, like again, we had conversed a little on the Let's Go Blues.com forums, but like I. I had never known Bill before that. I, I knew him as whatever your uh, let's go blues.com forum name was. Um, so yeah, when he's like, Hey, I'm bringing on my friend Bill day. And I'm like, great. Can't wait to meet him. And that's literally how I met him. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I, I didn't join the show until you guys had gotten all the, the kinks worked out and, and had it for the <laughs> most part. Right, figured out. Right. Yeah. Bill yeah. was, Bill was not about to, uh, 
partake in some kind of half-assed learning curve show. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no. We figured it out. We're still working on it. <laughs> um, so uh, what was the other part of that question? He asked uh, favorite blues favorite, players first, growing up. First favorite blues players. Uh, so I'll go first, first favorite. Me. That's interesting. Not favorite now of all time, but first yeah, favorite. That's, yeah. yeah, he asked our first That's a favorite. great question. Uh, for me, it was uh, it, it, it's kind of a, a well, it's a two parter. I love Doug Gilmore. And I think it's mostly because, and, and so, you know, you can see on my Twitter name there, jponder94. I always say it's because I mixed the nine and uh, from Doug Gilmore, which was his number here, and then the 44 from Pronger, so 94, because um, that's my current favorite player of all time and probably always will be. Um, but, yeah, I, uh, I would say Doug Gilmore, but the man who really got me into hockey, and I've told the story in the show before, was Jeff Brown. Um and I actually told him the story on the air that uh, I met him at a venture and he basically was like, are you a hockey fan? And I told him no, because I was very young. I said, I'm a baseball fan. And he said, why don't you and your dad come out to the game tomorrow night? And he left tickets in my dad's name. And from that moment forward, I was hooked. So I got two answers, Doug Gilmore and Jeff Brown. What about you, Bill? Bill? Um, I mean, I I put a response in there saying that I I thought ours were our icons in in the uh, the on screen graphic, um, Oates, Liute, and uh, Pronger, but um, Liute and Federico were my two first favorite players. Um, I mean that Liute's the reason why I wanted to be a goalie, and uh, Bernie Federico was just the most exciting player for the Blues. Um, when I first started watching the game, um, going to games, uh, first game was 1979, um, Blues versus Buffalo Sabres, and Federico had a late winner. Um, so I, he uh, endeared himself to me uh, for that reason. Um, but, yeah, Federico Liu. Uh, mine was Pazlowski, my first favorite oh, player. nice. I, uh, I yeah. Probably because his name was fun to say. And, uh, you know, Pazlowski! And they'll go crazy. Um, but, yeah, I and but the first blues player I ever saw on TV was uh, uh, Hines, the goalie at the time. So, Rick Hines, uh, Rick, yeah. Rick Hines, yeah. I was, at, I was at a bowling alley, and I looked up, and I saw, oh, there's a hockey game. There's a goalie, Rick Hines, okay. And then uh, I think I don't know if he was uh, goalie tandem with Wamsley. I'm not sure, but uh, I remember. I remember my first favorite goalie was Wamsley, just because. Mm. I, I I mean I didn't know anything. I was a little kid, um, so I just uh, you know I liked the players' names and they did some cool stuff when I watched. So I liked them. So it was a uh, Pazlowski yeah. primarily though. Yeah, so it was um it, it was um Ute had um a tan- had tandems with Heinz and Ed Stanowski. Um Heinz uh Heinz went on to write the book uh, Many Are Chosen Fewer Called um about his experience in professional hockey. Okay. Ed Stanowski, uh after he retired went on to the Royal Canadian Air Force as a pilot. Um and uh, hockey I, I think encyclopedia. He's, uh, yeah. <laughs> right. He's he still gets um, 
I, I think he still gets some uh, airtime with the uh, the Winnipeg Jets now um, because of that uh, that connection. Um, but then Wamsley, Wamsley in, yeah, or yes, like airtime. airtime. Probably Maybe. both. I go. did, I did. Like um, but Wamsley and Millen was the tandem. Um, Wamsley Liutz. Yeah, well, that was at the very end um, uh, before Liu got traded to uh, Hartford. Yeah, that was Wamsley's um, first year with the Blues. Yeah, and then they brought in Millen as the tandem replacement. Wamsley and Hines on the team at the same time uh, in, let's see, what was it uh, 80 84-85? 84-85. Yep, 84-85. Hines played two games, but still. Yeah. Interesting. And, and it's about that time. Career with yeah. You you mentioned favorite goalies of all time. You know what's funny is something that I I'm, I still pride myself on as a hockey player is endurance. Um, so I would say favorite goalie of all time, or not all time, but when I first started watching was Curtis Joseph. But when I really got into the sport, again talking about endurance, Grant Fuhrer. I I remember just watching him game in and game out. Grant Fuhrer's in net. Like, there was no question. It was, you know, now we say, okay, who's in net tonight? There was no question back in Grant Fuhrer's day. It was Grant Fuhrer. Fuhrer's in net. And I, 79 games, right? That is honestly something that, like, yeah. That is something that, like, really trained me as a hockey player. Like, growing up, learning how to play the game. You put your ass on the ice and you – skate as hard as you can and you you know you go off when you can obviously i wasn't a goalie but you know you play as long as you can and i feel like i learned that mostly from grant fjord because i saw him just battle every night and just i that's my crease i want that crease and i saw that as a kid and i just said that's that's the type of player i want to be i want to be the guy like even even now today, like in my in my men's league games, if we're short defensemen, I'll just say, "Hey, I'll stay out for the whole period if you need me to. You guys just change and stay fresh. Right. I'll just stay back." I and remember it's games. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I still have games like that, and it sucks. It's terrible, and I'm sucking wind by the end of the you know, period. But it's like I do it because I train myself to do that because of guys like Grant Fuhr teaching me that as a kid. Well, you know, I. I... A handful of games uh, where guys didn't show up and we have just enough to play and we were playing the whole game. And part of me was like, oh, my God. But another part of me was like, awesome, <laughs> to play the whole game. Uh, but, uh, yeah, in the summertime, though, if it was warm in the rink or something, oh, God. That was, the worst. That was, I mean, yeah, that's that kind of sucked. Because you can pass out from here. I, I literally saw. But were you there, Bill? When that uh, the goalie that old kill uh, after our game was over, the next game I think we're hanging out in the bar up top, and we're kind of watching. I was anyway, and it was hot out there on the rink. And when the goalie is, I just watched him just sh- yeah. fall over, face first. He passed out of the heat. So yeah, some kid died there. Yeah, those were um, uh, heart. He had a heart condition. But he uh, he passed mm-hmm. away on the rink, or or on the way. He, he, something happened on the rink where he just his heart stopped, and he. I'm not sure if he died yeah. at Oak Hill or and, on the way to the hospital. 
Right, and that was Damn. that was before the prevalence of defibrillators uh, at yeah. uh, sporting uh, yep. venues. So, yeah, I do recall that. But yeah, I I do remember watching that. And uh, if I if I recall, he was a bigger guy. And it, it wasn't was a, that much of a surprise, right? He was not in the best of shape. No. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, just like we saw him kind of teeter a little bit. Like yeah. he's going down. He's going to go over. And, don't go down! Oh, don't go goes. down! That's like Rocky's trainer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Gail Sewell in the Facebook chat, which by the way, she is the crappy mom. She's not that she's a crappy mom. She is a uh, mom of our one of our favorite listeners, crappy goalie. She says favorite goalie equals Jason Miller, which Aww. is crappy goalie. Isn't that adorable? That is very nice. So I know Jason's going to be podcasting this tomorrow. He's going to hear that and go, oh, thanks, Mom. You better text your mother. Thank <laughs> you. You hear this, Jason. Do it now. Do it now. Do, Do it. it now. Do it now. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Moving on. Topper. Get to the top. It's not a Juma. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, Tyler Bozak resigns with the uh, – not resigns resigns with the St. Louis Blues uh, one year for $750,000 plus 1.25 million in performance bonuses. Uh this was talked about a lot online. Bonuses do do count against the cap if earned. So uh but teams are allowed to go over the cap by 7.5% to help accommodate uh performance bonuses. Do you so, know what those bonuses are? Yes, I got it right here in the, the notes. Yeah, he he has to pay he has to play in 84 games. Oh. Um he has no. to score 57 goals. No. Uh, he has to have over 180 points. No. no that's not no. right? Um, no, you're looking at someone else's. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. Sorry. Okay, well, then continue. Yeah. Uh, Bozak, uh, the Bozak contract includes a no-trade clause until the end of March 6th, 2022. Um, and uh, the $1.25 million uh, performance bonus breakdown is as follows. After 10 games played, he gets uh, another $750,000, so he doubles the salary for playing 10 games. And then after 41 games, he gets another two hundred fifty grand. And then if the Blues win, get past the first round, he gets 100000 If he get, they get past the second round, he gets another $150,000. Another $150,000. So if he uh, earns wait, all of them, wait, wait, wait. it's $2 million. I, I just, I just want to say uh, the no-trade clause. Um until the end of March 6, 2022 is what is listed. Yes. Uh, they are projecting that the trade deadline uh, in the upcoming season will be March. I think I believe it was March 21st. So that would give the Blues a short window to trade him when they might be able to move him if they need to at the end yep. of the season. Yep. Which Sorry, you would probably, yeah. no, no, that's, that's a, that's a good point. Um, so yeah, I, the seven hundred fifty thousand dollars he signed for was great. I I thought I heard that I'm like wow that is a real. He took a lot less to, not that he could have made millions elsewhere, but he could have probably made a million and a half somewhere easy, um or two million. But uh, he he he's 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 gonna play ten games, so he's gonna he's gonna get that double. Oh, he's yeah. gonna he's gonna make a hundred one point five million at least. Uh, the 41 games play, that's a different story. You know, older player, you know, never know with injuries, Injury. whatever. Yeah. And scratch, too. Yeah. You know, if it's at a, and that's what's unfortunate, too, is if, 
he gets injured and it's late in the season and he's like right at like 39 games, the Blues could choose to be like, uh, we'll just sit him the last three games of the season so he doesn't get that next bonus. But well, they may, they I don't may have to if they have cap issues. Yeah, it depends on the cap, I guess. I don't know. Um, and I'll add too uh, that I. Okay, first of all, I, I thought this signing was a stroke of genius. I'm happy to see Bozak back. Um, 750K uh, plus performance bonuses. That's a, a good way to legally circumvent the cap is if you can it gives you time. bonuses. It gives you time, too. It gives you much, a lot of time. And, and like you said, they can go over the cap by 7.5%, which is nice, so... You know, they get that 10 games played. That's not a big deal to them. They can pay that. No problem. Um, Yeah, the interesting thing to me, like you said, Kurt, is he could have signed somewhere else for more. I was looking at Pittsburgh. Somebody even suggested that on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Because they're opening the season likely with uh, Crosby and Malkin on IR. And they could use a center, a guy to step in, maybe not on the first line, but on the second line at least until those guys are ready. And you know that he at least was was if he didn't get calls from Pittsburgh, he was at least sitting there going, "I might be a Pittsburgh Penguin. That could probably be a good possibility." But he clearly wanted to stay here. That's yeah. the way I see it. Um, and you know, I don't know if you saw what Molly Bozak posted on Twitter, which I loved. She said, "I guess I don't have to pack my shit." Yeah, she. They, <laughs> which I love. What, it's interesting because I, I mean, I guess you wouldn't pack your stuff until you've officially signed somewhere else, but. Um, but yeah, I, signing for $750,000 when, and then relying on performance bonuses to get what you could have got somewhere else. He just, that's just, I mean, he just wants to play here. And that's, again, I, I've, I, I liked Bozak before, uh, not because he's a, an amazing player, but he's a, he's a very good bottom six guy was for us in, in 19, very key player for us in 19. Um, but uh, and he and he was he was he was good last year a good bottom six guy, so I think seven seven fifty is a is a is a good price for him. Well, one point five. Let's be honest, right? So yeah, At it's least, interesting though yeah. because he's getting the one he's getting one point five. But then, like you said, that gives us because of that this contract, we essentially have more cap space. So with Bozak on the team, I'm assuming if Bozak is not dressed. Or, or, or he's he's or uh you know if he's sent down or, or injured or whatever, his cap hit that that seven point five percent goes away because he's not on the on the roster. He's not counting against the cap, so his his salary has to be counting against the cap for that seven point five percent to to account. So as long as he's playing, that's genius. Right, and you know, I, really, I I think where you know. His contributions in the playoffs, you know, you brought it up a little bit in 2019. I mean, go back to that first round against Winnipeg, mm-hmm. um, you know, setting up the Schwartz goal. Oh, um, God. And then you, Such a good you goal. can forget, guy knows how to get away with a trip. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Show it off. It. Show it off. <laughs> yep. Oh, there it is. What yeah. a trip, baby. Love what a trip. Love it. Yeah, no, I I am super stoked that uh, that he's uh, you know didn't go elsewhere. 
Um, kind of expected that that he would wind up somewhere out west, um, Calgary or Vancouver. Um, but super happy that he's staying here. And uh, you know, I, I, I guess the the one thing um, you know with with uh, Thomas unsigned, I know that there's been some some consternation by uh, some some people on Twitter. Uh, about uh, you know how can you sign Bozak before you sign Thomas? But I think it's it's also yeah. you know puts pressure on Thomas to say, I agree. you know, hey, we're good down the middle now, kid. What yeah. what are you gonna do? Thomas is getting crude. You know, he had a bad year <laughs> last year. I I I went in. He had a bad year. He was hurt too, though. Year. He was hurt. Yeah. yeah, but I still feel like when he was in. I don't think he brought much. And I like this flex from Doug Armstrong. I do too. It's, hey, kid, you didn't do shit last year for us. We're probably good without you. And if you want to play here, you're going to have to play for a little less than what you're thinking. I, the, I like it. The, the Thomas thing is interesting. When I first I first I saw that Bozak re-signed with the St. Louis Blues, I'm like, oh, what? My first thought was, that's Thomas's money, right? Because I was thinking, mm-hmm. he, I'm thinking he's getting two million, million and a half, right, at least, and uh, and then I saw it was seven fifty, and I'm like, oh wow, that's shocking. So then I'm thinking about Thomas. And I'm like, of course you're doing math. How much is left for him? And there's money for him. You're you're you're, you're carrying eight defensemen right now on on cap friendly, so you're going to send one what uh, uh, Santini down probably to that'll clear seven fifty k. Uh, and you can go with one less forward too. So you're uh, in the press box. So you, you can save some money there and dress what 22 instead of 23. So, uh, they have some money to play with, but, uh, not a lot. So, I, I mean, and honestly, and we, I said this right after when, when Kairu was signed, when Kairu signed for his 2.8, he's making 2.8, right? 2.8 million. Uh, I thought, wow, that was high. That seemed high to me. I thought, he could be around two, maybe a little less than two, and Thomas would get two and a half, right? I thought that's what he was. I thought that's what we would be, we, yeah, two, two and a half. But then Kairu signs, signs for 2.8. I'm like, ooh, that's going to cut into something the money Thomas wants. And how big would it be now if, if I mean, if Kairu had signed for two and you got an extra 800K to play with for Thomas? That's a big deal. And I'm, and I, I know that, you know, uh, Kairu signs for 2.8. Thomas wants more. He's got more experience. He's, he's produced more. He's won a cup with his team. So it's interesting. And was was it uh, Lou or uh, JR that tweeted that, you know, that Thomas Camp may be using the Kairu contract as leverage, right? Or as the starting point of the conversation. That was the first and thing I thought of when Kairu signed. First thing I thought of. Based on performance last year. You know, oh, last year, right. You know, sure. It, it's it's but no it, contest. You, you know, Thomas's but, camp's going to lose that argument. But again, but, like you said, he was injured. He was injured, and Cairo didn't play a whole didn't play the whole season either, did he? How was he? How many games did he play last year? I, I just think it's interesting because Cairo's played 55 games last year, so he played almost all the games. Right. Um, I think he but, was a healthy scratch one game, if I remember correctly. So yeah. yeah, so he's I mean he's played ninety nine NHL games. Yeah, Thomas has played one hundred and sixty nine games. He's played almost a 
a season more. So it's, I mean, I get, I get where Thomas is coming from. His, his last year was not very good. He played 33 games. He was hurt, missed 25 games or so. So it's substantial 12 points in 33 games is not good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Almost. I mean, you hate to see it um, giving up uh, an RFA season, but you know, uh, a one-year prove-it deal. I think that's that's what's coming for him. He needs a short bridge deal. Yeah, he has to. I mean, that it's if there was any uh, call for a bridge contract for any player, this is it. He had he was hurt last year, didn't have a great year when he was playing, um, but and he was he was getting better and better up until last season. So he needs some kind of a prove-it deal. Uh, that makes sense to me. I'm not sure. I mean, and he may sign right when camp starts or a couple days in, you know, we'll, we'll see. But I, I don't, I don't think he holds out for very long. He can't. I mean, he wants to, I mean, like you said, we got Bozak, not that Bozak is, is Robert Thomas. He's not as fast by any means. He's not as skilled, but he's an experienced guy who will easily fill Thomas's spot on what might be the third line. So I don't know. What do you think he signs for? What's his number? Ooh, that's ooh, that's a good question. Because uh, I mean, isn't there rumor going around that he's one three? Right. They've got they've got seven hundred eighty thousand left, something like that. But that's I with think, eight defensemen. That's what they and mm-hmm. it's with. So they could they can send two guys down. And well, clear, and, clear and up like a million not, and a half. Let's not overlook the fact what uh lou said last week on the show um that the blues are pretty happy with steven santini think he could be a very good seventh defenseman for this team uh so do you send him down if you do you clear up his cap space but well, you have, you are have you to send giving up a, a player that you want to keep on the roster you have to send someone down unless you just don't sign thomas <laughs> you know because thomas thomas is going to get at least Two million, right? At least, yeah, I think so. So you're gonna have to send. To, you, I would you, say between two to two point five. So the blues, the, the blues, the blues will have after they send that eighth defenseman down, they'll have about what one point seven five million or one point one point five million in cap space. Mm-hmm. And if they send I the a forward down, think I think we'll see a move like McEachern. I still think. That would save like a million. Trade. For well, I mean, what Tarasenko? I don't, I don't know then what Tarasenko. You got all kinds Maybe of space, Tarasenko. Tarasenko. You got all kinds of space then. Well, yeah, then then you're talking about having a bunch of space. But we, I, we talked I about think that you're too. Cost cutting move. We talked about Tarasenko too. That if they've missed the window with trading Tarasenko and then using his money to in free agency. I mean, they they did they they got better. Don't get me wrong, Saad and Brzezinovich. It's great, but I mean, it's weird. It'd be weird to trade Tarasenko for next to nothing just to clear cap space, which they're probably not going to do. But if they did, then you've got this money. You have no, you can't spend it right now. You have to wait, which is not. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think if they were if they were going to dump Tarasenko for next to nothing, it would have been a long time ago when they could have spent that money in free agency or, or whatever. I, don't Which know. I guess, I guess they tried to when they exposed him. I mean, there was a risk that, you know, Seattle could have taken him. Taken him. 
Well, it'll be, it'll certainly be interesting to see how it all plays out. Yep. Um, that's a, that's a, that's a great segue piece, by the way, for anybody who listens to TMA, they know what I'm doing there. Oh, I, I used to, and I haven't, yeah, uh, that's a Doug Vaughn line. He always says, well, it'll certainly be interesting to see how it all plays out. Puckeye 14 just showed up in YouTube chat said, evening, gentlemen, good to see y'all from our friends over at the, uh, Teal Town USA podcast, San Jose Sharks. Hey. Not division rivals this season. No, not division rivals. Sup, Eric? Some beautiful rivals of ours, though. They are very attractive men. <laughs> and I say that as a single, not single. Uh, single and looking. Attractive man myself, single, as well as I say. Single and looking. You know what? This ring comes right off. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is your finger tan though where your ring was so it can have a giveaway? Oh, you tell me. I can't. It look well, it's indented from where your ring was. It is definitely indented. <laughs> so you can tell you had it one time. I got some meat paws here. <laughs> <laughs> uh the uh how's the COVID situation out there, Eric? I know you guys had some issues last season with uh, actually Playing games in San Jose, I assume it's better. I haven't heard, haven't paid attention. Uh, the uh, Blues prospects uh, are in the uh, Traverse City tournament, which uh, they have one practice, one more practice tomorrow, and then they start the tournament in, on the seventeenth. So, and all these games, the seventeenth, eighteenth, and twentieth, are all live streamed. I think for the first time ever, all the games. I mean, I think I've I saw one game streamed once online. But I've been begging for this for years, to for them to live stream these games and just to give. If they can't get a broadcast, yeah. they want to pay somebody to do it. Have a have a, a local broadcasting student come in and get some get some experience. Yeah. That's perfect. We talked about this. We talked about this last week. With, every with every year. Um, every year back when they started, I remember just you know, give me a game feed or something, just anything. I know. And and there was nothing but. Yeah, so uh, we asked Lou last week if he had any insider info and if they were going to stream the games. He didn't know. There's your update, folks. You can stream all the games in the Blues YouTube channel. So that is uh, that's awesome. So stream all the games live if you can. I'm trying to talk to Center Ice um, right now. Our friend Nick runs their uh, or their uh, Twitter page, and I'm trying to see if if they plan on trying to maybe stream the game Saturday night. Oh, yeah. Uh, this upcoming Saturday. Hook a Chromecast up to that thing and stream the it. Red Wings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just hook it up, and, and you could probably put it on at least one of the TVs. Um, if they do, I, I think that's where I'll be Saturday night. So hmm. uh, we'll see. We'll talk to Nick about that, and I'll tweet it out on the official Let's Go Blues Radio Twitter and on the Facebook page and all that if anybody else wants to join us. But uh, if they can... I think that's where I'll be Saturday night. I know I've got something going on Saturday night, but uh, I'm not sure off the top of my Bill? head what the hours are. But I, I, I can, I'll, like to stop. I'll, I'll be in St. Louis, though, so I could probably stop by if, if it works out. I don't know if it will, though. Yeah, I've uh, I've got plans Saturday night. Mm-hmm. We have a, a family uh, event, uh, 50th anniversary. So definitely will not be skipping that for uh, – a uh, preseason rookie tournament game at Center Ice as much <laughs> as I would love to. 
It's more of a drinking party than the, the actual game. It's just like a the game is a background thing. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll uh, I'll actually I'll be at Porter's. You can watch Prunovich. Watch Prunovich play. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I'm. That's I'm I'm looking forward to to trying to catch the uh, you know uh, maybe Friday afternoon um, put the uh, put the game on my phone while I'm finishing up some meetings. Dakota Joshua uh, will play um, Prunovich, Jake Neighbors, uh, Bull Duke. So the guy whose last name I said would never play in the NHL. <laughs> uh, yep. Yep. Just because of his last name. Just because of his last uh, name alone. Ball Duke. Yeah. Bert, uh, we talked last week on who we're looking forward to. A couple names that came up were uh, Tyler Tucker, who's been a just a standout player since being drafted in the seventh round. Uh, and then you mentioned a couple others there too. Is there anyone you're looking at on that roster right there that you say, this is a guy that I, I want to watch and see how he develops in this tournament? I mean, there's the obvious, Prunovich. I'm, I'm very interested in him because some people are saying that he might get looked this year, depending on how things go with the Blues. So yeah. I mean, he was hurt last year, unfortunately. So uh, it kind of stunted his growth a little bit. But uh, he, he's he's the guy that stands out to me. Uh, Jake Neighbors, too, interested in uh, So yeah, I mean this this entire group, and you know, Lou uh, Lou Cork had a, a blog post about it today. Um, about Perunovic specifically, but, you know, got me thinking, you know, this entire group, you know, how many of these guys have had, you know, lost so much development because of COVID shutdowns. Yep. It'll be interesting to see, um, you know, how, how fresh they are. And that was the one thing that the quotes from Perunovic um, talking about how he, he wants to play in games that matter, um, you know, and, and play against, you know, actual competition and not scrimmages. And uh, I'll, I'll definitely be interested to see how, uh, how hard he comes out and um, you know, hopefully he has a great tournament. And uh, I mean, the biggest thing for me in these things is you don't wind up with somebody getting injured. <laughs> right. Goalies are going to be uh, Will Cranley, Colton Ellis, and Joel Hofer. So, and Hofer is going to be the number one. Number three? Yeah. No, He's yeah. going to be the number three in, on the death chart. Yes. Number one at uh, uh, Traverse City. Traverse City. Springfield. Springfield. Yes. Springfield. Yeah. Yep. So, that'll be interesting. Uh, blues prospects. Uh, blues, the A, I. I'm almost annoyed that uh, you know the privacy issues are what it is, they are because I've, I'm dying to know who, which Blues player was robbed <laughs> at the Arch Grounds. Uh, the statement released by the Blues, the St. Louis Blues, the St. Louis Police Department is investigating an armed robbery that took place on the Arch Grounds early Monday evening involving one of our organization's prospects. Our player, who is in St. Louis for our rookie camp, is safe as local authorities work to apprehend the suspect. We will have no further comment at this time. And that's it. So a blues player, a blues prospect was robbed at, I assume, gunpoint, armed robbery um, on the arch grounds. Well, gun or knife, I would imagine. Yeah. Welcome to St. Louis. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and let me ask you guys, because for me, I see this story and I just, it's a, it's a, uh, you know, because yeah. it's, it's, it's a beautiful city. 
honestly, there's it's a, a beautiful area. Great, the arch grounds are fantastic. There's, there's a lot of great in St. Louis. Let's let's. I'm being 100 percent honest when I say that. I love this city. I moved away for 10 months and I hated my life for 10 months. I wanted to be back in St. Louis. When you see something like this, it's just, damn it. You know, like I want visitors. I want people who come to the city and especially guys who might be playing professionally here. I want them to, to enjoy their experience. But you know, whoever this was, and I really hope it wasn't Jake Dabers who basically came out and said, he paid his own money to get here. I mean, my God, right. I hope it wasn't him. Um, right. I paid my own money to get here, and then I got robbed once I got here. I mean, oh, And then but, somebody took it from me. Yeah, <laughs> right. You know, I, I just – I hate seeing stories like this, whether it's hockey-related, baseball-related, or just a, a random tourist. You know, I remember uh, years ago I heard a story about a, a Predators fan having beer dumped on him um, at Scott trade uh, at, that's at fine. the time. And that's not fine. I'm, I'm not okay with that kind of stuff. <laughs> it's just, I want, it's much better than getting armed, getting, getting robbed. Well, yeah, armed robbery. robbery. Hell yes. I agree a hundred percent, but I'm just saying, I want people to come here and have a good experience. And when I see that people aren't having a good experience, visitors from other cities, Oh, it just sucks. I hate seeing that. Hmm. I have a uh, lot of pride. I guess. No, I, I no, it, it makes me it makes me sad. That's just a to generalize it, it in my feelings. It just I see it and I'm like disappointed and sad that uh, it shouldn't be that way. Uh and uh Tyler Stewart will no longer be the blues e bug, the emergency backup goalie. Um he said on Twitter today that, uh, and Jeff shared this earlier, uh, to anyone who has asked or who shares or who cares, I will not be the St. Louis Blues e-bug anymore with plans of growing my family and my daughter now two and a half. It's more difficult to commit to being at as many as 41 games a year. It was a fun two and a half with a lot of great memories. So uh, we never well, saw him. News for this show, Bill Day is the new <laughs> e-bug. <laughs> uh, Tyler Stewart Tyler Stewart made it as far as games. he made it as far as the uh, bench uh, in a game he did not see game action though so no that's uh, you know that's awesome that's uh, he's got the jersey from when he was on the bench uh, what 92 right was the number he wore uh, yeah. um, even right. on the bench I know that's his, his Twitter number but um, no, that's awesome, it? and good for him. Yeah, it, they're gonna they're gonna cycle through these guys, but you know that's he's kind of been the most infamous. He's been on Twitter for a couple of years now, and um, you know I, is, I know he's listening there, to the show before. Is there a whale? Uh, is your window open? Are you next to the ocean, Bill? Is it a whale? Yes. Is it a male yes, waiting? There, it is a male waiting. God, what are the the or, first or is there a big steel door that's like slowly closing? Yeah, it was, that was that was one of the the first jokes that we made. It breaks in my 1989 Zuzu Trooper uh, sounded awful. It's the sounds of males waiting. Wait, I think I said that wrong. No, the the dogs are the dogs are expressing frustration that it is past bedtime. 
Ah, yes. It is getting that way. And, and we're about ready to wrap the show up here. Uh, any more? Uh, says, Thank God. Yeah. Any more? Uh, Austin Lynch uh, wants to go to center ice. Uh, well, good luck with that. Um. <laughs> I told him we could get him in, but we're not going to allow him to drink. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just uh, go next door to Southern and get some food. They they won't care that he's there. Shit, I brought my son in there. He's nice. Yeah, go to Southern and Pappy's and bring some food in and just uh, hang out. Bring a Sodi. Bring a Sodi. Bring a Sodi. Bring a a Vess. Come here. Come here. Vess. All right. So, just real quick, happy third birthday to this one right here. Oh, third wow. birthday, Happy for, third birthday for Fritzy. No, Fritz. Other Fritz. Fritz. Yeah. Happy yeah. third birthday, Fritz. He seems happy. happy birthday, Fritz. He's a happy one. Uh, any other comments here? Oh, um, Puckeye14 says, speaking of buttes, uh, that winter classic jersey, exclamation point. Uh, Eric is a... Uh, a designer of jerseys, if you will, for uh, uh, with graphics and stuff. So he put out a number of cool ones. So uh, he enjoys the the blues uh, winter classic, I guess. Which he's a he's a right thinking kind of guy. No, I say he was on our uh, reverse retro discussion yeah. show, and, yeah. and he was pretty much yeah. right on par with all of us for the most part. So we critique. He understands jerseys, and that's why we love him. <laughs> Uh, Facebook? Austin, and he wore 98, by the way. 98. Uh, um, Tyler Stewart wore 98. Yeah. On okay. The- I was, was going to say 58. Thank you, but- producer Austin. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. I think we can wrap up episode one of season 10. What do you think? Let's do yeah. it. All right. Uh, hey, I just want to tell you, the guys, that uh, what by the next show, we're already going to pass the first episode anniversary I think because I think we said it was the 21st something like that maybe that's Tuesday yeah so that's yeah. awesome I'll, I'll find the date for sure I'll have to, I'll do you remember something. how awesome it was before Bill joined the show <laughs> yeah I do yeah I do. I Bill does Bill no, does Bill <laughs> <laughs> Support for Let's no, Go Booze. It's, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure be doing this show with you guys for 10 years. It has. I, and yes, uh, thank you, Jeff. I agree. It has been a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of memorable moments. Uh, real quick, do not uh, go into detail. Favorite episode, favorite moment. Just quick. Oh, God. Mm. The episode after the Stanley oh, Cup. After. The one the day after, I think it yeah. was. The that was after. so much yeah. fun. So much fun. We didn't have a. We yeah, didn't really yeah. have a much of an outline. It was real loose. We just talked. It was fantastic. Yep. And none of us had slept, but man, had we been drinking. Yes. Oh yeah. So much fun. We're in agreement. Okay. Support for Let's Go Booze Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA, visit rockinthatidealife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidealife.com and get 10% off by texting Dustin at 636-393-8745 and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. Uh, and by Center Ice Brewery, St. Louis's hockey-themed brewery. Visit centericebrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup 
or to make a reservation in their tap room. Located at 3126 Olive Street in Midtown St. Louis, it's one of the best places to watch a Blues game. That's centericebrewery.com. Please drink responsibly. That'll wrap up episode 10 of episode one of season 10. Had it backwards there. <laughs> episode one of season 10 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, let's go blues. Uh, Let's go blues. (laughs) (laughs) I saw your lips move. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Kurt, this will be a good edit for you. Uh, (laughs) Wild jerseys suck. Let's go blues. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend. Last Sunday's National Hockey League game between the Buffalo Sabres and the Tampa Bay Lightning was postponed due to record snowfall in Buffalo. Or so the Germans would have us believe.